Hello, and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast, where I, Leah, KN6, and WZ, take you on a ride about ham radio with my husband, Josh, KI6NAZ. So Josh, how was your week? Uh, my week was great. I had, uh, boy, what did I do? Edited two videos, shot some more video, lots of video. Um, we're chasing down that de-expedition that is in, oh boy, there's a de-expedition going on that's in like, uh, Africa. So that's kind of been the hot, the hot action. I've been using this website called Clublog, which is what I normally use. It's, uh, where the DX cluster is. There's a de-expedition in Africa Mm -hmm. and the expedition does or does not include hunting for ivory. Uh, no, it's it's a humane de-expedition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, it's not elephants on the air or anything like that. Could you imagine? <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Uh, I will post the link to the information. Is there a contest where you operate on top of animals? I mean, you, we could make one, given a big enough animal. Horses. Horse, uh, there is horse pack radio. I mean, that's a... Sure. I mean, that's a right. thing. You, you, there's people that camp with horses, right? Camels. Sure. Camels on the air. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Elephants, though, seem like a good, you know, give you a little bit of elevation. Good flat surfaces. I know, but you get the radials hanging off the elephant. I'm assuming that would make them mad at some point, and then they... Such peaceful they, animals. They attack you. So, yeah, welcome, everybody, to the Ham Radio Crash Course. Well, obviously, we started off the show a little bit differently, and there's a new call sign. <laughs> Leia, congratulations. We're holding up champagne right now, so cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Leia. Congratulations. Thank so you, guys, thank you. That means the podcast is over. That was the goal of the pot. My, my secret goal was to uh, get Leia licensed, and, and so we, we, we achieved the goal. It I achieved my goal. It has been such a wonderful ride with everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> uh, of course. The shortest kidding. podcast ever. <laughs> of, of all of, we should just cut it here and then Done. just have a second episode that goes behind. It's like, okay, now that we're out of the way, buckle up for four hours of emails. No, well, uh, well, just wait for it. We're going to tighten it up, okay? <laughs> we're we're going to tighten it up because two things have to happen, okay? This is this is some real talk here. Uh, the last episode, I think I stayed up till 3 a.m. Right. Went to sleep, woke up, went to work. Mm-hmm. Got to work at 8. Right. Did not sleep very much. Mm-hmm. That is not sustainable. <laughs> so... We either are have to change the day that the podcast comes out, or we have to try and shore it up a little bit. So shore it up. We're going to try and shore it up. So that's what we're doing right now. So with that said, we'll go right into our standard format with a little twist today. <laughs> Take it away with the Ham Radio Minute. It's actually going to be a minute this time. No way. Okay, yes. well, now I'm timing you. Okay. So this Ham Radio Minute is a tip for everybody who is taking the the any technician general extra exam online with mm-hmm. the V's. Mm-hmm. Clear your browser history. Okay. Mm. <laughs> just just a hot tip. Maybe make sure you're clearing off your desktop because what happens is you log into a Zoom mm-hmm. and then you have to share your entire screen, not just a window, mm-hmm. your whole screen. So right. guess what? They're going to make you close out of everything you have open, mm-hmm. right? But they're, if you don't have it closed first, they're going to see it all. Okay. Okay. Is this a on top of everything on your or is this just an FYI? everything on your desktop, mm-hmm. and then 
you will open up a web browser. Mm -hmm. And in that web browser, you will start typing something. And if you have a search history that may be somewhat embarrassing, you should consider just going ahead and clearing out that search history. Interesting. Yes. That's quite the tip. Mm -hmm. And it is almost exactly a minute. So you nailed it. Thank you. Good work. That was was very good. First time out of the gate, man. This really (laughs) is your show. Well, we didn't have any reviews, uh, so we're not going to hit the reviews, which is going to help shave some time. You know what's really terrible about Mm -hmm. that? It's it's broken again. I'm pretty sure it's broken again. We had a one-star review, Mm -hmm. and I think that was one of the most recent ones left. Uh, Matt's was the most recent. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that was a nice offset, I think. But the lack of reviews Mm -hmm. basically causes the podcast to not show up in a lot of search results. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. The um the reviews and them being positive are are very important uh to helping the podcast reach more hams and potential hams. Yeah, well, I mean, we do appreciate it. We we like all the reviews wherever you podcast, but if you drop us one over on iTunes, we'll read it on the show. And so just, you know, just to give you a, kind of a heads up and, and what our numbers kind of are. We get like 20 um ratings a week do we really yeah wow and then we get like you know five thank you everybody that's amazing but this week we got no ratings and no comments so i'm almost positive it's broke again like or or nobody wanted to listen to a four-hour podcast (laughs) that's also possible so but i do have something a written review that i received a written review not so much for the podcast more about me um this was actually in the mail yeah this was in my this was in my P.O. box. Oh. Uh, no returning address. Oh. No name. Yowza. It's, it starts, <laughs> engineer, radio expert, question mark, question mark, question mark, which is a throwback to my being on Phantom Signals. Your mama might believe that BS. <laughs> and uh, it's actually spelled out the, uh, the, the curse word. Let's see. You, ham license, only a few years. You're still in diapers. What, what's happening? Now <laughs> me, a real expert. Number one, ham, 60 years. Extra, 45 with code. Two, FCC first radio telephone, age 17. Three, second something radio telegraph with radar. By the way, the writing on this is atrocious. At 18. Year, at 18. Four, uh... Master in Electronic Engineering Technology, five PhD in Applied Physics. Wow, very Real educated. Tested at the FCC. So go back to eleven meters. What you can't, <laughs> and you call that a real station in reference to my radio station, and from the loser <laughs> effed up state of California. That is the the letter I got handwritten. Here, uh, well, you haven't seen this, have you? What? When did you get this? You, I, I got this months ago. It was sitting on the letter pile of QSL cards. I thought it was a QSL card. I caught up on all my QSL cards. That's another thing that happened this week. Very angry individual, this person. Um, no name, no return address, no idea who sent it. So I am going to frame it because I think it is so funny. Does, uh, does he know that he doesn't have to watch or listen to you uh, all i know is he he watched <laughs> something and he was that passionate that he sat down and wrote out a very angry letter 
So uh, there's a review of me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is no, so I, mean. It's so mean, but I literally think it's hilarious. It does not bother me at all. I feel so bad because here, here's the thing. This is obviously a very accomplished individual. Well, I don't know. I, since he provided no name and no address, I'm going to say none of that's true. Well, I'm going to believe him. No. Why and would if, you? Why? And if that's the case, if somebody with these credentials message Look at all the you, misspellings and the punctuation errors. You think a PhD is going to have Possibly. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you misspell a lot of things. You're quite intelligent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but I feel like something you said. Oh, it's, it's from uh, Phantom Signals. Or it's probably who knows. Who knows where they know me, but he's definitely referencing uh, phantom signals in the beginning. But he feels very slighted by something. Oh. I, by the world, maybe? Maybe. He needs to go hug a dog. Wow. Pet a dog. <laughs> I want to walk. That's... COVID, man, is messing with people. But, okay, so first, I would just like to point out to everybody that's had a bad situation with hams, wherever, a bad repeater, whatever, I go through it, too. Uh, I definitely have been through all of that stuff. I've experienced the negativity. It's not all of ham radio. Most hams are not like that. Some hams can be a little rough around the edges when it comes to technical stuff because the topic is hard. Mm -hmm. If it's a tough topic to talk about, it's hard to convey information well. Some people do it better than others. So if you talk to somebody and they're a little short with you when it's technical, it may not be that they're trying to be mean. It's they may not have the words or the examples to relate it. But in this gentleman's case, uh, that is just pure gatekeeper uh, status, pure negativity in ham radio. Uh, I will say the dude sounds like a garbage person just from the, 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 the written word here that <laughs> I have. A full-grown garbage full, pale kid. Full-grown Oscar the Grouch, um, <laughs> but not in the cool way. Like I Oscar like Oscar is. the Grouch. Yeah, but not in, not in that cool way. Uh, no, yeah. you know, I, I think you're probably being too hard on this guy. Oh, right. Think... Anyone? Are you kidding? I... <laughs> Are you kidding? I just feel so bad for him that that I, you, no somebody excuse. who who he doesn't actually know, has upset him to the point where he got out a pen and paper and mailed you and something. And he like angrily ripped it out of the spiral notebook. He didn't even tear along the perforated lines. That's how angry it was. He probably literally ripped it out of the notebook. I want to frame that and put it up in the shack and I, put it behind all my videos. You should. I'm going to. <clears throat> but I also hope that writing this gave him some form of a release so you, that he could but, let it go. But so here's here's I will say this to everybody. If you release yourself upon others, you're probably a bad person. Fair. Like he's not a good person for doing that. It doesn't bother me. But I can definitely point out that like, bro, if you have to <laughs> resort to bullying somebody uh, with a spiral bound notebook written letter, that's kind of sad. It's I feel bad for is. I wouldn't say that. I think it's just sad. Yeah. No, I, I have sympathy for him. The, mm, I, don't, I think it's just sad. I don't think I'm sympathetic. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, know I'm upset that so he came true. at my husband like this. Of course. <laughs> but seriously, but, I'm fine. Uh, but I am. You cannot be on YouTube as long as I have been and see stuff like that and be like, come on, man. That's pretty low. But <laughs> low I, effort. I literally see this and I think th- this can't possibly be at all about you. Do you know what I mean? Like this, so this response is not about you. Maybe it's a total joke and that would be hilarious because then someone's yeah. going to email and be like, lol, that was me, which yeah. would be funny. <laughs> I will frame it either way and put it yes. up in my, my okay. videos. So anyway, that's the review. 
that came to me this okay. week, which great. is great. We're not shoring this up at all. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well then we're going to throw it straight over to Leia's emails. Yeah, you know, we're really light on emails this week. It's no, we're not. <laughs> That's a lie. Okay, so the first email is titled Recipe for Skyline Chili. Skyline all the time. I ordered Skyline Chili, cool. Thank by you. the way, so well, that I could make it. What's really going to be funny is when I post a video, it has nothing to do with ham radio, and it's just Skyline Chili. I'm going to make you do a mukbang of Skyline oh my Chili. God. <laughs> There's going to be very confused people. The kids can also <laughs> sit next to you during the mukbang. That will be it. It'll be the first mukbang without a high chair. But that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's getting water. There's a lot of email here. <laughs> This is from Chris. Hello, Leia. I've watched your husband's YouTube videos before, but just discovered your podcast the other day. I am making my way through the first uh, my first episode uh, from March 5th, where you talked about Skyline Chili. <laughs> I believe you mentioned you were going to read up on... No, I think I already read this. I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar. Maybe. Okay. I believe you mentioned you were going to read up on the history of Skyline Chili. I think it originated in Cincinnati. My wife, Shannon... WA2NVK and I travel quite a bit, and we saw a billboard for Skyline when we were driving through headed south to Tennessee. Chili sounded good, so we stopped and found it. Um, it was amazing. We, you definitely have not read this. Now, whenever we head in that direction, we always make a point of stopping either coming or going. It's only Mediterranean because of the complexity of spices added to it. Don't worry, though. They're easy to come by and taste amazing. From what I hear, this recipe is close to the original as you can get. I would try this out first before buying the canned stuff on Amazon. Oh, maybe we should um, do a combo where you make it and then you also do the canned stuff. And we do a taste, a double blind Skyline taste. That's the only way we're going to get to mukbang status because I only bought two cans of Skyline chili. Okay, got it. Um, I will post the link uh, that Chris sent for the Skyline Chili from the Chunky Chef. Uh, He continues, we made it twice and have loved it both times. The second time we added a can of beans because we didn't have any ground beef. That was a mistake, in my opinion. (laughs) Okay. The chili served in their restaurants has beef in it, but the pieces are so small you don't notice them. Also, don't be alarmed when you see the recipe calls for unsweetened chocolate. Just follow the directions as written and you will be pleasantly surprised. Fun fact is whenever I make chili, I always add chocolate. Often competition chili often has sometimes even just cocoa powder from like uh, hot chocolate mix. I've seen that. I also sometimes add coffee. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One last piece of advice. Only simmer the chili for an hour. Do not simmer for any longer or you will have a pot of chili with mostly spices and not enough water. Mm. I found I found out on the second batch and while it was still good, the spices were a little too overpowering. As you cook the chili, it tends to thicken. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. As far as ham radio and my wife are concerned, she decided to get licensed to participate in this hobby together. Even before she was licensed, she operated at our club's field day. Many guys say, man, I wish my wife was interested in this stuff. So I feel fortunate. 73, Chris, NS, 8Q. 
Right on, Chris. Thank you so much, Chris. That was very thorough. And you have now inspired me to make some Skyline Chili. (laughs) Great. This next email is titled Podcast, and this is from Jeff. Dear Leia and color commentator, in in parentheses, Baofeng Wrangler. Mm. I'm a mechanic, and as such, I get plenty of alone time while wrenching on various vehicles. I've been listening to your podcast and YouTube channel while I work and have learned so much that I decided to get my tech license. I tested and passed in January with the help of the wonderful back and forth of you two. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's very nice. The conversation we get to hear seems like you're sitting in your living room enjoying cocktails in each other's company. What? It's close the dining room table. Di- yeah, it's it's hard to put the podcast equipment on the couch, <laughs> but very close. One of my earlier hobbies was building and flying RC airplanes, and I stopped flying as I went through a divorce and no longer needed the escape from the tension of a bad marriage. I found someone that enjoys my company, and we share the we share the same interaction as you two. So refreshing. All the, the, the all-inclusive view you both have in ham radio is awesome and welcome. I've had my share of crotchety OMs in RC and radio, and it makes me appreciate your promotion of the hobby. During a conversation with my fiancé, I asked her if she would like to get her license, and she does during the summer. She's a student teacher coordinator. Keep the great content company. Keep the great content coming. We'll keep listening. 73. Sincerely, Jeff. KJ7UHH. Thanks, Jeff. We'll keep the, the good content company. We're, yeah, no, we're that just was adjacent me. to good that content. Was, that was me. <laughs> I, I messed that up. I know. You it's, did. A, it's a vanity. He said it's not a call sign, but the last three letters are uh. <laughs> That's... Not a vanity. Yeah, not okay. a vanity. Got it. Exactly. I'm so happy for you, Jeff. Yeah. That's an inspiring story. You found love and love of radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we hope so. She hasn't got her license yet. Well, he decided to get his tech license. No, I know, yeah. but she's going to go after it in the summer and then, you know. Oh, she'll do great. Of course. Yeah. Good luck to uh, you and your fiance. The next email is titled, My Fourth Amendment Rights. Right on. Uh, this is from Jake. It says, Leah, I have a question for you and you only. Oh. How many hands out here have a kilo of meth on their table while also operating a station? Apparently, I'm paying for my radios in the completely incorrect fashion. That's right. I didn't realize this hobby had so many degenerates. Anyway, about those pins and pocket shirts? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Leah and Josh. Just had to get a quick email in. Jake, KD9QYL. Thank you, Jake. See, that's the thing I I think people are really hung up on. Mm-hmm. The, the big split is that the majority of hams that are for, you know, making sure everybody gets licensed and not hopping on the air without a call sign and... Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything wrong. So what do they have to be worried about? Right? Oh, the That's, ones that the ones that don't get a license, you're saying? No, the ones the ones that don't have an issue with the FCC and 
um, the concerns about the Fourth Amendment rights. Yeah, I mean, it's the, you know, it's the same argument that a lot of people bring up, you know, cops will say, yeah. if you're not doing anything wrong, what's the problem with you searching, mm-hmm. with you letting me search the, the car? Yeah. Which we know exactly what they're saying is, I want to search your car because I think you have something illegal in here. Right. That's exactly what that is. The FCC doesn't work like that, though. The FCC is actively investigating, not you necessarily, they're investigating a source of interference. Right. And they have direction located the interference to possibly your property. Right. Okay, so that's for like an unknown interference case. However, if they know you are actively hopping on repeaters and jamming people, cursing people out of the many people who have done that, right, they are coming at you because you've done something wrong. Right. (laughs) So all the comments on YouTube, like, I'm not going to let anybody come to my door without a warrant, all this stuff. I'm like, I don't have any problem with that. I don't. Like, okay, sure. Just know that if if you tell the FCC, come back with an appointment or come back with a warrant, they're likely just going to like start terminating your license or start processing fines. Because that was probably what they needed to hear for them to go, oh, no, this is willfully created. I'm trying to put myself in in the mindset if the FCC came to the door mm-hmm. and said, I think there's something wrong with your radio. <laughs> or I, I think that there's, there's interference coming mm-hmm. from something in your house. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, I'd, I'd I'd much rather picture this as you answering the door. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, I've, we hear some interference coming from your house. I feel like you would say, "Come right in." I've been also trying to find that interference. Would Where you? is it? <laughs> Do you have better equipment than I? <laughs> I got to turn a camera on. Yeah. This is good B roll, <laughs> guys. Just bear with me. You can go to the restroom if you want. Wash the, the shine off your face. You're yeah. a little shiny. Uh, the, we got to make this good. Can I put a mic on you? Yeah. So uh, help me find it, and then finally, and, and then, then it's the touch lamp. It's the touch lamp. It's the touch lamp. <laughs> so oddly enough, Corpse a lot commented. Oh yeah, Larzul. Mm-hmm. These names probably L- a long time friend. Long time friend of ours. Yeah. He had the FCC randomly show up at his house. Saying, really? Asking him, where are the radios? And he said, there are no radios. There, are, We don't have I was going to say, yet. I didn't think he was a ham. It turns out that the cable company had amplifiers on the poles. <gasps> so the coax run was an antenna. And he oh. was in so close a range to a municipal airport that he was getting complaints from pilots. Wow. So he let them in. They There's no radios. They showed him the the TV where the the interference was, you know, because that's where it terminates into the TV. Right. And then they, you know, found out after doing some more DFing that it was the the line where the coax came off of. They immediately had the coax company or the cable company come out and solve the problem. Lars has no radios. He's, he's not licensed. He's never. There's no antennas on his home. All that stuff. So, hey Lars, if you're listening, if you had radios. You would have known about the interference before the FCC showed up. <laughs> Why don't any of these radios work? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it, yeah, it would have been air band stuff, so sure. Yeah, probably. Probably would have had interference on that on that, that space of the band if it was VHF, UHF. All right. Well, thank you, Jake. Mm-hmm. The next email is titled, You Asked For It. And this is from John. Josh and Leah, why do you continue to indulge my emails? I don't know, but I'm very (laughs) thankful. 
In a world like ours, the recognition is uplifting. I know that I am interested in going for my license. However, I am currently in school for my real estate license, as well as full-time work window cleaning and run a dance business with my wife as wow. well. A Busy friend, I, seriously, a friend is studying for his and recently procured a Baofeng. We talk about it and learn a bit from him when we do. So there will be a day. Okay. Uh, John is the originator of some of the Skyline Chili content. Yes, I know. <laughs> I am aware of John, yes. And but yes, thank you, He John, has a secondary story. Another Skyline Chili story? It's related to the blonde S-L-U-T story. We, he said, if you want to hear it. And I said, I absolutely want to hear okay. it. Okay. <laughs> When we first moved into our house, we began going to a bar just down the street. As, as, as people do. As we had we a really good bar down a, the street yep. from us when we lived uh, in the Seal Beach area. I was never really very versed in my knowledge of mixed drinks, and but I knew that I liked Jaeg. Jag. Jaeg. Jaeger. It's, it's just Jaeg, though. <laughs> he's on a, a, he's, like a, he's a, got a really close relationship with it it sounds like a yeg is like an old-timey term for like somebody that travels via boxcars okay so like a, a jag hobo. okay i don't know i've never i think it's a yeg anyway i've never liked the jaeger bombs and to ha- like have them. to this day only ever had one wow. i say that after like think the last time i've had one has probably been 10 years maybe who's making you jaeger bombs that's what i'm saying it's been yeah. like forever you used to have them at Hennessy's in mass. You can't just have one Jaeger bomb. Hennessy's? No, that was car bombs. Oh, Irish car bombs. Hennessy's like a nightclub thing. Hennessy's is Irish car bomb. It, doesn't that have Jaeger in it? No. What? Y- yeah, you know, Jaeger. <laughs> that, that German. Wait, what is, what is Jaeger? It's literally bomb? German for hunter. Yes. yes. Meister? Yes. Ye old Gaelic Meister? Uh huh. Uh-huh. No. Bailey's. Or, you know, whatever. Bailey's, right? Irish cream. Really? Yeah, it's 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 a shot of Bailey's. Okay. And then a bit of uh, Jameson on top of the okay. Bailey's dropped in Guinness. Oh, that is a Jaeger bomb. No, it's not. It's a Jaeger <laughs> bomb. A Jaeger <laughs> bomb is a shot of Jaeger into Red Bull. Ew. I don't remember you drinking Oh, those. yeah. Totally. I remember the car bombs. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, now you know how much I used to drink back then, because I barely remember. You spent most of the time at the beach, in the water. Yes. At Good times. At 12 in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to try something different and wanted to know what drinks were made with Yeg. I, having been homeschooled and raised in a Roman Catholic family, I'm prone to be very blushed when topics turn suggestive. Like three ways, lol. <laughs> okay. That's important. You're going to have to self-censor yourself here, Leah, as you read this. That, that's important to know, because when I asked the bartender about Jaeg drinks, she stared at me right in the eye and said, a blonde sla. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know. Should I say sloot? Is sloot? That sloot. A blonde strumpet. Okay. I'm blonde, so I was slightly taken aback. I responded, "Excuse me," to which she clarified, "That was the name of the that was the name of the drink." 
My face continued to blush when I asked what else she could make, and the answers were a redheaded sloot, mm-hmm. a F me hard. <laughs> I asked if there were a- any options not related to sex, and she laughed and started to help another customer. <laughs> Do you have anything else? Nope. <laughs> Shoddy Yeager. When she returned, I decided on the first option, and it has become one of my top favorite choices. Whenever I order one now, I get one of two responses. What is that? And two, wow, you're old school. Regardless, I enjoy it and hope you do too. What, what is it? What does he get? What? The Blonde Slute. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. He, I read it in the last... Oh, uh, okay. Got it. All yeah. Right. <laughs> uh Involves Jaeger? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just a couple more notes. One of your listeners said that they listen to Jocko as well as yours when delivering mail. That's in reference to Jocko Willink's podcast. Great listen on leadership. Mm. Also, Leia's email corner is so big, I'm not convinced it's just a corner. (laughs) Finally, another home edition. Yes. It's where you build the second story, but it overhangs the top story. <laughs> right, 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 right. Was this OSHA complaint? Uh, there's that song that's Come like... Come with me and you'll be in a world of OSHA violations. That's an amazing sound. It's so good. The, and the videos are just the best that go along with that. Uh, finally... Another t-shirt idea, have the text HRCC with the C's on the two red solo cups next to the HR, maybe even have a bow fang in one of the cups just chilling there. As an added twist underneath, HRCC put the text podcasts. Thanks for the entertainment and providing me a resource to learn about ham radio without being overwhelming. I also check out the YouTube channel and do intend on getting more involved ASAP. Thanks for the encouragement and good-natured kick in the pants. Well, thank you. 71. I do do like the HR with the CC cat cups. That's that's smart. 71, John. P.S. When you try Skyline, try it with oyster crackers on the side and add some hot sauce. Skyline has their own hot sauce as an option. Another choice is a chilito, a chili burrito. It's a tortilla with chili cheese and then optional onion or bean. Yes, you can add the bean, but not infused with the chili. Also, chili cheese fries is def a thing, but Skyline on rice is not. No shade if you try it, though. (laughs) Okay, very good. Uh, I also did buy oyster crackers sure. to go with the Skyline chili, but I don't know what hot sauce to use. I'm sure we can I, look up what their hot sauce is. I am very big into hot sauce. I am guessing it's not a very spicy hot sauce. So I didn't want to buy a hot sauce I wasn't going to like. Right. No, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Thank you, John. Appreciate the follow-up on the Skyline Chili, as always. (laughs) Thank you, yes. (laughs) You've got your own Skyline Chili corner now. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nook, I would say. Skyline Chili has become a nook. (laughs) (laughs) The next email is titled, Show Length. Mm. (laughs) This is from Mike. Okay, Mike, here we go. (laughs) I subscribe to your feed looking for Hamnation. Mm. I started listening to your shows 
I like them, but the latest episode is almost four freaking hours. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Unlike many hams, I actually have a job and a life. I'll probably listen to this one, but you've got to tighten it up. <laughs> I, I like that. That was 73. my favorite. Val, you got Mike a volume of my time. I'm still going to listen. WQJ. But... You know what, Mike? Thank you for your comments. We are going to tighten it up. Uh, with that said, <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that everything I put out needs to be consumed by every person. That's true. It's it's very. This right? podcast is not for everyone. It is not. This podcast is uh, probably the wildest thing that I, I do. I mean, you listener, this podcast is for you. Yes. You person who is not listening, this is not for you. <laughs> Correct. That is. And maybe, you know, some listeners, maybe also not for you. I don't know. <laughs> I just figured out object permanence, I think, last week. <laughs> That's why she passed the test. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Thank you, Mike. The next email is titled Fox Hunt. Email for HRCC podcast. This is Mm -hmm. from Gabriel. Okay. Sir KI6NAZ and Dame Leia. Uh, Fox Hunt is a proper British uh, thing. I see where you're going with this. (laughs) Josh's videos helped me get my technician's license back in October of 2020. And I thank you both. You are so welcome, welcome. and congratulations. I found this random Russian film on an arts film page while cleaning up my bookmarks. I was looking for a Tarkovsky film. It Hmm. features ham radio operations, including a scene of our protagonist running through some thick Ural forest engaging in a literal fox hunt. According to Google Translate, the name of the film is literally Fox Hunt. He finds a guy who is transmitting CW. Then our protagonist proceeds to frantically chase some other signal thereafter, picking up more CW transmitting from a distant bombed out church. Later, he's soldering some circuits and listening through Soviet headphones at what? Who knows? The film doesn't have subtitles. (laughs) This is starting to sound like Josh's fever dream. Yeah. I can't tell for sure what the film is about since I don't speak a lick of Russian. But the radio arc got me interested. Don't ask me how I found this. I have no idea. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I'm this I find this to be the case where I watch foreign films that are mm-hmm. in black and white that are very art art house films. Right. right. And you're just how did they make their craziest dreams onto film? And they did it with such small budgets and, and very it's, low yeah. quality equipment a lot of the times, right? Exactly. Which is always like just That's the very skill. impressive. That's the skill. That is, wow. That very, yeah. Yes. Gabriel continues, I'm a creative writing grad, so watching films in unknown tongues is a par for the course. Feel free to share the film link in the show notes. Maybe we have some Russian speakers out there who can elaborate on the story itself. I'm also curious to find out if the CW used is accurate. 73, Gabriel, KN6. Those are my first Did he digits provide too. the link? He did. Oh, good. Um, we'll post it in the description. He is KN6LRM, missing those sweet California peaks and eager for my first soda activation. Right on. He also included some very cool pictures and a link to the film. 
and uh, time codes oh. for the uh, parts well, that where... That is a very thoughtful email then. That is that so nice. It's and just time code. It's just like every second. It's like, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. <laughs> this this is all too, in Russian. It's two time codes. But I'm curious to know, are there Russian listeners who would be so kind as to... <laughs> Okay. Provide a little insight into there you this. Go. Check the description and help us out. We're just going to start decoding. So Morse, just just so I'm clear, mm-hmm. when you transmit mm. in CW, is mm-hmm. it always into English? Or can you transmit CW? International in Morse code is English. So if this if it is genuinely CW in mm-hmm. this movie and not just somebody randomly hitting it to make it sound like a message. Uh, right. It yes. would be translated to English and not Russian. I believe the answer is yes, but who knows what they were using during it's the true. Cold War or whenever this could have been made. I don't know. So I, I'm okay. prepared to answer that there is international Morse code, which is in English, but okay, there may be other codes. So you have done me a great favor, Gabriel. I love foreign films. And Josh is going to sit down with me and watch one that has no subtitles. I can show you some amazing foreign films. (laughs) When can we get started? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't expect that answer, did you? You just have the worst taste in movies, though. I would like to introduce you to the world of Italian zombie movies. (sighs) They are fantastic. Fantastic. I only like about a third of zombie movie content. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, would say, I, I feel I am the same actually. But I've maybe I'll like a lot it in Italian. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gabriel. The next email is titled Ruby Slippers, and this is from William. Leia, as you're well aware, the slippers worn by Dorothy Gale in the book titled The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, published in the 1900s by L. Frank Baum, were actually charmed silver shoes originally owned by the Wicked Witch of the East, accentuated by keying the heels together three short times as three dots indicating the Morse code letter S which is most likely an abbreviation for the word silver. These silver shoes, or slippers, were much more conductive than the ill-advised substitution of ruby slippers in the film version of the story. Oh. The silver slippers clearly constituted a wearable phase array antenna system, always useful to have in a pinch. This misbegotten substitution of footwear severely limited Dorothy's ham radio opportunities and experience. <laughs> that I didn't is... know that, but that is interesting. I never read the book. I, I like how William said, as I'm well aware, mm-hmm. when I was definitely not I, I in was, the least bit aware. I was going aware. back in my brain. I'm like, have we talked about Wizard of Oz in the podcast? <laughs> I mean, I like the Wizard of Oz, but it's not a part of my discussion. I don't talk about it. I appreciate William giving me the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Thank you. Nailed it. (laughs) And how did Dorothy kill the Wicked Witch of the East? The the house. You got it. Yeah. Good. Good. For the benefit of all, I suggest that the Wizard of Nas, that's you, 
Oh. Should supply you with a pair of silver slippers equipped with a delicate coax strap ties of LMR195. So you are always able to fully share your good ideas with the Ham Radio Crash Course community. Or hawk them for $500. Because <laughs> they're solid silver. Well, they had a heel, but I wore them for a day and then I smashed it all flat. So now they're, <laughs> now they're flats. With this type of antenna in mind and recognizing that red plastic solo cups are also available in the copper plated stainless steel for purchase on Amazon through the link on the Radio Crush <laughs> I propose that we should all maximize propagation gain using an inverted C3 copper cat cup vertical phased array antenna system. See attached diagram. <laughs> Resonant frequency and propagation patterns can be changed by stacking cups and rearranging spacing between the C3 elements using quarter wavelength feed lines. Alternative uses for C3 elements are obvious when the operator becomes thirsty. Copper cat cups are quite excellent containers when drinking Pliny the Elder. Ah, I like it. <laughs> that was... Do you know how many cups you'd have to get that are pure <laughs> copper to be an appreciable antenna? I guess I could call Adam and find out. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of those pennies. We start melting down pennies. It, isn't it illegal oh, to I, melt I, I down? Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did not say that. <laughs> and like next week, you show up with a copper antenna. <laughs> Hello, fam. <laughs> why is... Heidi ho <laughs> Why is there a melted face on your antenna? <laughs> Pay no mind of that. <laughs> I want to thank Josh for providing motivation for me to regain my ham radio license. His enthusiasm on the podcast and video formats is infectious, and his fund of practical knowledge is impressive. But his greatest talent is an explanation of complex topics, allowing others to feel confident that they can also achieve success. Thank you. That is very nice. I passed my novice and general exams in 1970 and then my amateur extra exam in 2020 after a few decades off the bands. Wow, that's awesome. So he came back. That is... That, you know, I'll, I'll say something. It's one thing to be able to, like, take somebody who's never experienced ham radio before and catch them when, like, they're kind of in awe of it, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of get them, keep, get them interested enough to get licensed. The first challenge is keep them interested. Mm -hmm. How do you keep them interested? Keep moving them forward. But if we're able to pe draw people back in that right. have their license and get them going again, that's a real challenge. That's that's awesome. I love that. Thank you. You're teaching people to love ham radio again. All over again. <laughs> get Please. back together with your ex-wife. No, no, no. <laughs> that's... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Remember the good times. I guess it would more like be like, get back together with your ex-mistress. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you remember ham radio? Your side piece? Keep us reaching. How about you like a bunch of their Instagram what? posts and then slide in them DMs? <laughs> so in this scenario, the radio has its own Instagram? No, it's just random dudes playing radio. Oh, oh. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. That's a real catfish, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep reaching out to us all. 73 Bill AG5ZN. 
Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. You should see how happy Josh looks right now. Oh, very, that was very nice. I'm glad. Yes. That's that's super cool. All right. This next email is titled, Check This Out at Amazon. Okay. And it is from Thomas. I have to preface this by explaining that on the After Chats, uh, there were a couple of After Chats for the Saturday live stream where Josh was doing something that was causing our microwave to beep. <laughs> yes. And it was very annoying. Mm-hmm. And I was given advice on how to turn off the sound. Yes. Or unplug the microwave from yeah. various members of the HRCC community. I didn't put a ferrite on it or anything. Not one person told Josh to stop what he was doing. No. <laughs> to stop the beeping. Leia, come on. <laughs> yeah. So what did Leia do? I got rid of the microwave. We don't have one anymore. <laughs> Straight up. Just gone. And do you know who that punishes the most? Me. Not me. Not you. <laughs> me. Because I warm up leftovers, I think. I know you do, but I do. Like, when I'm home, I'll mm-hmm. eat leftovers and stuff. Yeah. Actually, I think that the thing I warm up the most in the microwave is water. Right. Because which is, I'm a bad I'm a bad tea drinker. I, t- I we didn't use the kettle for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh so I replaced the microwave with a brand new gooseneck kettle. Which and to be specific, I also won out of this because it is a proper coffee pour over kettle. Yes. It's a pour over coffee kettle, so I am very excited. So you can just heat your food with hot water, Josh. <laughs> you don't need it's good for microwave. ramen. When I'm doing the pour over technique of, of ramen. Yeah. So I have a scale that I already use for like ham radio weighing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I bought a V60. I've never owned a V60 cup filter. Um, I think it shows up tomorrow. And so I, I don't know do what a that is. proper pour over coffee. I'm very excited. You have too many ways to make coffee. <laughs> okay. I just, you, you have I'm so many of- Wacoco. The Wacocos are great for in the field, but this is for home. This is like, okay. I want a really good, because I just drink coffee black. I'm not complicated, but I do like to get a very good extraction of coffee. And the pour over okay. is supposed to be. We also have fantastic. a French press. Yeah, no, this is different than that. Okay. This is different. You're a real coffee snob, you know that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I can show you the difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can make me some coffee. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is from Thomas Land Baroness. Oh, first, congrats on passing your on-air practice test. Yes, Gordo is happy. This is, we're, we're not even to the, the time where people know that. Oh, I'm right, you're, you're still. This is still emails like right when you got licensed. Yes, catching up with from last week because that actually got leaked on the Facebook group. Yes. We didn't tell anyone. Actually, you didn't even our, know. Our VEs, um, who the HRCC VEs, amazing team. Mm-hmm. They are just such an efficient group of guys. Uh, and just uh, overall good vibes during your test, right? Because there's four of them right. in in the Zoom room right. with you. Right, right. Uh, they were so kind as to uh, take down anything that they were able to take down that released my call sign. Right. They normally post 
Yes. People who got call signs. You know, because it's kind of a... It's a celebration. Right. It's, it, it's a celebration, but it's also kind of like... it's Brag is the wrong word, but it's to show them that's like, this is happening. You can do this too. This is like, you know, mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. Make it happen. Like, do this. It's Inspiring right now. people. And it's immediate, right? It's, yeah. You see it on Facebook. It can happen right now for you. You just have to study a little bit of time and yeah. you're good. Uh, and he was doing that. So, Chris... Mm-hmm. was very very proactive thank you chris mm-hmm. so that we could announce it on the podcast or however we wanted to do it right but somebody found it within the hour i think that it was posted they found it off the uls off That's the amazing. fcc website <laughs> i don't even know how you have that level of detective skills well he he did come back to the facebook post and said that he was like looking for other people that were getting licensed at the same time so he was checking yeah. for them yeah and just happened to see a name that he recognized yeah he's like oh so then he posted it we're yeah. like well the cat cups out of the bag <laughs> so uh congratulations yes uh, and I got a, I, my then the Facebook email box started, no, the Facebook started just dinging. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and I was in the middle of writing a blog post for hamtactical.com mm-hmm. describing the online testing experience with the HRCC VEs. Right. Because I think a lot of people have questions about that. They don't know what it looks like. Right. Uh, there were questions about second cameras and things like that. So I thought it would be helpful. And in the middle of writing it, I'm just getting dinged. <laughs> yeah, constant notifications. Like, I'm going to have to turn off notifications. Like, so I just hopped on and uh I'm literally watching a everybody. possum climb, trying to get down in our backyard to get to the uh, the cat food. It's such a cute possum, too. I'm going to hit yeah. the glass really fast. You, you talk. No, okay. I searched Amazon for a no-beep... I can't talk over you, Bing. <laughs> I want to see if he keeps going. Okay, we're good. You are not tightening it up. I, okay, sorry. <laughs> I searched on Amazon for a no-beep microwave, Thomas continues. There were several hits. I like this GE model. It does have a switch. At CQ&A, search for beep. <laughs> so uh, Thomas has linked me to a GE 7-cubic-foot capacity microwave oven that is stainless steel and does not beep so i do appreciate that josh might appreciate it more than i do well because they're gone we're We're, we're sans microwave (laughs) and that has really left a void in your life it sounds you have you have kind of a salt the earth uh reality for things you're like if something bothers you enough you're like you, you take it to the like I want generations to experience the pain that I experience, <laughs> the, these subtle inconvenience. Plenty of people don't have microwaves. I, I've i heard that. Yeah. I if, think it's a little crazy. Know, but if, if you want to have a snack, you can grab fruit that doesn't require cooking, or you can use the juice bar. This literally you know? sounds like books and teachers and stuff when I was a kid in the 90s. <laughs> like telling you, it's like, hey, kids. You want a healthy snack? Grab You're just so a addicted fruit. to the microwave. <laughs> I'm not. I barely use it. I just wanted to warm up the corned beef and cabbage from last night. Well, you found a way. Yeah, I found the a oven. Way. Yes. The oven. Uh, Thomas continues. Quiet seventy threes. Thomas AD six TW. Thank you so much, Thomas. 
if Josh gets upset enough, maybe he will buy a microwave. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're so sad about the microwave. I'm not sad about the microwave. I just don't think I'll buy a microwave. I'm not that. I'm not that kind of guy who's just like surprise you with an appliance because I don't. You don't like that. I don't. <laughs> you don't like that. But if you really want a microwave, we can bring the microwave back. No, it's fine. Keep oh, going. see, Keep going great, with great. Canada, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad we're in Canada. agreement. Canada. The next. <laughs> Let's talk out. This is not ham radio. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> no, it's fine. Keep going. It's a microwave. Uh oh. <laughs> the next email is titled "Merch Idea." This is from Jedediah. I have a great merch idea for you guys. Hear me out. Picture this. A Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat edition, yeah. completely blacked out with HRCC in matte black on the <laughs> on the gloss back rear quarter panels. The interior is hand-sewn tan leather with an ICOM 705 flush mounted in the dash with a heads-up hologram display for digital modes. We can arrange <laughs> delivery at a later time. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I mean, 73 Jed KC 1K QZ. Jed. <laughs> and I'm talking to Jed specifically right now. Jed. I, under, I understand what you've done there because you have suggested a product. If we miraculously get a Dodge Charger SRT, you get one for free. And we didn't mention that. <laughs> If you suggest a merch idea and we make it, we'll send it to you for free. <laughs> Which, who knows? The sky's the limit at this point. HRO's giving away a car. Wow. They're giving away a trailblazer. Wow. For their 50th anniversary. Yep. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it's wrapped with like... Oh, it says full HRO. HRO. Full <laughs> HRO. The only person that will drive that is me. I'm kidding, of course. There are other people that will drive it. There's so many people. There's so many people that would. People are probably seeing that car. Exactly. (laughs) How do I get my car wrapped in this manner? (laughs) Can you like? I got a trailblazer. Can you just wrap my car? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) HR starts selling car accessories from this. They sell a wrap kit. They got a vinyl guy. Yeah, you need a vinyl guy, or that's going to be too bubbly. You know, it's it's really hard to get right. Bottle of Windex. Yeah. Thank you, Jed. The next email is titled, Thanks for the advice and give me more. And this is from Corey. Okay. Hey, Leah and Josh. As usual, I look forward to every one of your podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm happy to see that they are creeping longer and longer each time. Oh, boy. (laughs) You both have to get me educated and informed over many miles. You're even teaching me new vocabulary, words such as sessionable. It took me a long while. Means binge drinking. <laughs> it's the craft it's beer. Way. It's the craft beer way of saying binge drinking. It's the craft beer way of saying we made a Bud Light equivalent. Right. It's it's the the box that you buy is a serving size of one. Yes. <laughs> It took me a while to figure out what sessionable beer was. Then lo and behold, the clouds lifted, and I understood what you meant. It is what we Texans might call weak-ass beer. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> you got it. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 macro alcohol. It's like four point five, basically, is what they're aiming for. <laughs> or alternatively, that crap beer that Uncle Bobby Lee tried to pawn off on me to repay me for my good stuff he drank up last Friday. Yeah, so I should be I should be clear on that too. Like when we say sessionable, it doesn't taste cheap. It doesn't taste like a Bud Light. Right. It still tastes like a craft beer. It just has lower alcohol. Yeah. That's what and they're what's saying. the point, honestly? Okay. <laughs> okay. However, sessionable does roll off the tongue better. That's Corey why they continues. say it. In any case, I do want to thank you for the advice you gave me on getting a mobile rig. A couple of weeks ago, I wrote to you about mulling over the purchase of an Olinko mobile. Mm-hmm. One reason was due to the inability to plug into in the mic to the head. This was a concern due to the fact that I would have to mount the radio itself fairly distant from the driver's seat. Then Josh, you suggested a microphone extension. A microphone extension? What kind of voodoo is this? It's a longer cable. (laughs) I am almost a bit embarrassed that such a simple solution did not occur to me. It's there. (laughs) But that is why you are my ham guru. So I decided on uh, a FTM 400 XDR. Next, I need to figure out a dual band antenna. I would either need to use a lip mount or magnetic. I guess I want durability and good propagation, Mm -hmm. but durability may be the priority. I am also not overly concerned about height because my van is already eight and a half feet tall. So any antenna will... well, so any antenna will exclude me from the drive-throughs, but a lip mount with the ability to lay it down quickly would be awesome. Any thoughts? Uh, well, the the antenna is going to be the one that has the lay down capability. There's a lot of ham radio antennas that have a little collar towards the base that you twist loose, and the antenna kind of like shifts up a bit on a hinge and then folds over. Hmm. So you can you can do that. There, uh, a, a lot of antennas do that, but t- to be honest with you, you just take it off. You just run outside, take it off. It takes like 10 seconds. I have seen unsc- you do that. Unscrew the thing off, go through the drive through or go through the drive, uh, the, the car wash or whatever. Or the too low parking structure. Parking structures are a big one. Those are the yeah. ones that you, you really got to watch out for. The, um, the other recommendation is pop and pop a hole in the roof and just put up an nmo mount that's like when you're and it's a van so he's probably got easy access to the space above the headliner Mm -hmm. just go buy an nmo drill bit pop a hole and put an nmo mount in there it's a flush mount it's a super flush mount that's on the roof of the van and then you just reach up and attach the antenna with an nmo mount uh you generally everybody who does it they swear by it it's one of the favorite things they've done and most okay. of the guys at the HRO all have everything NMO. The, the really? Guys that work there. Yeah. <laughs> They've got like three or four antennas on their the roof of their car that's all NMO. All right. Corey continues with a couple of t-shirt ideas. Imagine a cute pig pooping. Instead of a pile of poop, it could be a pile of baofengs or maybe a pile little round ham radio crash course logo. Oh. So... That's quite the image. It is. And then the wording surrounding the cartoon would be dropping ham nuggets since 2015 or whatever year it was that you started. (laughs) Okay. Then 
for one of your rock bottom line, I envision a guy under his desk in his ham shack. He is playing with some of the cables or grounding wires. As he has an all fours bending over, he is showing a prolific plumber's butt. The word could be ham radio, more addictive than crack. (laughs) Get drawing on that one, Leigh. Tell a story (laughs) with your images. Okay. You got to impart a lot of information on that. Grounding wires, antenna cables. Yes. <laughs> and then how does radio fit into this? He's under a desk. Oh, okay. Oh, he, well, he could be holding a Baofeng. Then why is he showing his butt at me? Yeah. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> One last one. After listening to you talk about your kids sticking antennas on everything, I thought of this. Picture a slightly dejected looking cat with a small makeshift antenna strapped to his head, maybe with some cat cups in the background. Then the words, that's it. You've gone too far. <laughs> our, to Edison? Our cat is very pointy. <laughs> yeah, he's he is, very pointy. He's a sharp cat in the claw way. Yeah. He's not for playing with. Anyway, thank you again on behalf of your entire audience for making your podcast such an enjoyable experience. I'm letting us into your home and I'm I'm guessing that's and letting us into your home for a few hours a week. 73KC0KRK. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Corey. It's a funny idea, though. The image of George with an antenna on it. Mm-hmm. That never happened. <laughs> That's like when you, when we had just got him and you put a hat on him. Yeah. And he just laid on the ground. <laughs> he was way more chill, I think. Because you were kitten. giving him salmon. He loves... I could give him salmon tomorrow. Do you think he would no, chill out? No. Oh, okay. Don't, we're not All right. giving the cat salmon. The, <laughs> sometimes I still give him salmon. <laughs> The next email is titled, Random Thoughts and a Short Question from Adam. Hello again, Leia and Josh. While listening to the last couple of podcasts, I had some random thoughts I thought it would be fun to share. First off, the other day when Josh announced it was time for Leia's email corner, I had this picture in my head. Leia, queen of the lands, is making a charity visit to poor inner city ham club. All of the members are sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce in a semicircle around Leia, sitting in a chair, dressed in her finest royalty dress, as she pulls out the first letter and begins to read it. Of course, the press is there, and flashes are going off to show that even though she has been given your land, she is a queen of the hams. <laughs> She gives back to the community. Yeah. She goes back to live in her palatial estate, but. <laughs> but here I am. She will reach your emails to you. <laughs> this is very timely considering the Megan Markle. What's going on with all yes. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second random thought, which I guess is also a question. In the last podcast, Josh was talking about making antennas out of anything and jokingly made the comment, he is his own antenna. This got me thinking, could Wolverine be his own antenna? Yes. He could get a coax tail and theoretically he could adjust the resonance by the resonance by adjusting the length of his claws. Talked about a missed opportunity by Marvel. I mean, you don't even have to go that far. You can just uh, have him 
shoot one of his claws out. Okay. And then just use alligator clips to just clip onto one nice. of the claws. I'll just assume adamantium is, res- you know, is it'll work uh, right, in that capacity. Right. I, I assume it will. It's conductive. Sure. But it's like, it's, you know, I know adamantium is a real thing, but it's also a comic book thing. So it's kind of like, I don't Oh, know. does the comic book share? Well, they, they claim it's indestructible, right? So it's kind of like, well, that's okay. not true. Well, yeah. Once Magneto gets a hold of you, but that's a whole right. separate <laughs> topic. <laughs> Lastly, I've been trying to learn CW off and on for a while. I found a great app, Morset, which allows you to listen and translate as well as practice sending. My question is when learning to send, is it better, in your professional opinion, to learn using a straight key or using paddles? I have tried both, and the paddles are definitely easier because you don't have to worry about the length of the dit and daws and spacing in between. On the other hand, I have seen a lot of people usually in the prepping community, say that learning to use a straight key is more recommended because you might not always have paddles with you. So if you asked Howard of the Long Island CW Club, they generally recommend you use a straight key for that exact reason. Huh. That you have to learn the spacing of the dits and daws and you're manually doing it. So it's it's one thing that you're kind of burning into your memory right from the beginning. The other okay. thing to keep in mind, if you're using an iambic keyer, paddle keyer, you need a keyer, a keying device, to do the spacing of the dits and the daws. Some what radios do don't have that. What is a keying device? So paddles, right, are, so if you took a, a, a straight key, right, up and down, okay. you close the circuit. When you close the circuit by holding it down, it makes a continuous tone. So you are making the dits and daws by lifting up and down. With a paddle, there is a device that every press of the paddle will make the dit the appropriate spacing of words per minute you want Huh. in both length of time the tone is transmitting and then appropriate space in between the next tone. So if you were doing O, you could just hold down the right paddle or however you have your setup, mine set up for the right for DAWs. You hold that down and it'll go da, da, da. I just huh. hold it down. Okay. So it's adding the, the DAW, the space, the DAW, the space, and then the DAW. Okay. That's done by a keying device. I see. A lot of radios have keyers, but some of the more rudimentary CW radios, small QRP radios, do not. And you have to provide a keyer, which is a whole other thing that you have to pack along with gotcha. you. Or you just run a straight key. Okay. Adam continues, since I'm letting my ADD show, I have one more shiny object I want to ask you about. Recently, I have heard some hams talk about Echolink. I looked through your past YouTube episodes and didn't see any on the subject. Josh, would you mind giving a quick overview of what it is and your opinion of the program? As always, thanks for all you do. Adam, K-I-5-L-I-A. So Echolink is an application that you can get on your phone that will allow you to do ham radio over your phone. Okay. Via the internet. There's no RF. So what happens is you use the app, you key up a repeater, and uh, there's a lot of repeaters that are that have a Echolink device connected to the repeater. When you talk via the internet from your app, it goes via the internet to the repeater, which could be a small computer, or, you know, they may even do it with Raspberry Pi now, I don't know. And then that keying that device will key up the repeater and transmit out your signal through the repeater via RF. 
I generally don't use Echolink. There is a considerable amount of lag in between when you hit PTT and when you're talking, and you often lose against other people who are using standard RF radios into the repeater. They will drown you out. There's a capture effect that happens, and they they will the echo link will not oh, take precedence. Okay. So there are a lot of repeaters that you know where if they don't give you enough timing space to get in there, hit PTT, say comment, etc., and start talking, then you're you're likely not going to key up the repeater fast enough that somebody else isn't already talking. So it creates this doubling situation where two oh. people are talking at once, and it can get kind of annoying. A lot of a lot of repeaters use Echolink, and I think it's it's fine. It, it's if that's what you have access to, absolutely use it. But for me, it's like I I have the radios, so I just I use radios. Sure. That's generally my my angle, and I don't have a video on Echolink. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope that answers your questions, Adam. Oh, there's a P.S. I wanted to give a big shout out to all the te- the Texas hams. I was monitoring the local repeater during the Snowvid 21 storm. There was a real sense of community and making sure everyone was taken care of. I myself fixed several broken pipes, and it made me proud to be a member of the ham community. That's so nice. Good for you. That's that, nice. You know, that, that makes sense to me. I Hams in an emergency, I bet, are just the best. You know, it's really interesting, too, because Texas is such a big state. And to get hit as hard as the a lot of the state got hit, there were people that were in some pockets of the states where they're like, I didn't hear anybody on the radio. None of the repeaters had activity, or they did, but it wasn't like helpful. You oh. know, we're working, coordinating, coordinating things and stuff like that. And then there were others that were like super active. So it really depends on what kind of community you have in your local area for what you're capable to achieve with radio or whatever. Convince so. everyone in your city to get licensed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really is at this point. Uh, there's a there's a video i a video idea that's still in its infancy that I got to work out. But ham radio is is um you really got to start doing PR at this point. PR on behalf of ham radio to get people interested in it. Okay. Be- because people have so many things they could spend their time with. Mm-hmm. And ham radio isn't like a thing that's just like, yeah, you just go buy this thing and you turn it on and you use it. Right. It's not at all like that. And you kind of have to help people along a little bit, right, sure. to get started with that. So, you know, we really do need to do a little bit better at that, I think, across the board. Okay. That would be my my thing. That goes back to my comment of like, post all the pictures all the time on whatever social media you use about whatever you're doing in ham radio. You will get people interested. They will come talk to you. And then you could be an ambassador of the hobby yourself. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Adam. And uh, thank you for all of the great work you helped your neighbors with. Mm-hmm. I, I love Ham Radio Heroes. That's You, you remember I talked to you into that series, Ham Radio Heroes. Ah, didn't go far. The next... <laughs> <laughs> The next email is titled T-Shirt Idea. Uh, This is from Misha. Leia and Josh. Josh, at first I found Leia's involvement in HRCC to be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Misha, Mm. for that. Those kinds of such kind words. Things you think, but don't write. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, she grew on me, and now, Leia, you are the frosting on the podcast. Oh, that's, that's nice. nice. Leia, you bring much to the show, and you add an element that we old salts would miss and in turn lose students in tech terms. Thank you. Great point. I agree 100%. Oh, well, thank you, too, then. We're just going to call <laughs> you frosting from now on. <laughs> Now write your test. I feel you are ready or real close. Well, he's going to be a happy camper when he hears this. <laughs> do it. If you fail, work at it and then try again as many others do. I was lucky. I passed my basic with over a little bit over 80% 22 years ago and then got 70% on my advanced a year later. The pass was 70%. Damn tight. My advanced class had two electronics engineers from ComDev Corp who built guidance systems for American atomic missiles. We still need to identify the parts of vacuum tubes, a.k.a. valves. So scary hitting the pass mark on the button. Sorry, I hadn't understood the idea that the antenna recommendation was for patrons. My bad. Oh, Misha last week had sent in... um, pictures for a antenna recommendation during yeah, I, the live stream i got a couple of people that missed the the video and i thought i replied to everybody if i didn't i'll go back and look uh misha emailed and i think i forwarded it to you no i know yeah. i would but after we talked i oh, thought i so okay. if i didn't reply to you misha that's that's my fault and i'll try and sort that out okay it says my bad listen to you try to read that letter while out hiking in the 70 centimeter one foot deep slush on the dobs trail i hiked five kilometers or 3.2 miles good for you i hope to do the full three-day dobson hike this summer with a pack and a radio excellent the Dob- excellent yeah you're so excited i'm so excited i'm like i want to go with you <laughs> the dobson trail is a 57.75 kilometer 36 miles that's that's more than a marathon <laughs> hiking well trail. you do it over the course of <laughs> multiple days and you're definitely not running oh that's true but it i mean trails are not that easy to walk either i don't know if there's any elevation too that that changes things well let me tell you more about the trail then. okay a hiking trail that runs from riverview new brunswick to fundy national park the trail is named for Dr. Art Dobson, who started the initiative to build the trail in 1959. Mm. The trail is the longest volunteer-maintained trail in eastern Canada. Wow. Misha is so kind as to include a link to the Fundy Hiking Trails, which I will include in the show notes. I hope the shirt ideas challenge is for everyone. Please find the attached Word doc file. 73 Misha VE9GIS. Thank you, Misha. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'll open this up. Um, yeah, the shirt ideas is for everybody. The, um, the antennas was for everybody, too. It's just you got so many that you the patrons oh, were no. first. No, I knew it. We're, we're probably going to turn it into a standard thing. Yeah. I just knew from the I, I started with the patrons to see how many people would want to do it right and i got a ton was it a flood it, it was a lot yeah literally the whole one hour show was just just that right i mean a little bit of the talky stuff in the front but it's like if i were to if i were to just to put out a call for people to do that i would have many many episodes that's easily. true yeah um, and it's it's not a insignificant amount of work e- either like taking all the images and putting them into the powerpoint and then going through what 
how I kind of want to walk through it because it was mm-hmm. like three slides per person. It was to explain the situation, right. answer the questions, show the overhead, do the drawings, and then right. give my recommendation. So a lot of all that stuff was pre-cash. The drawings are what I did live. So I had, right. to, I had to come up with the ideas for all these before we went live. So it, it took a little while to put that one together. Yeah. So the the people who kind of missed the cutoff, too, there was no way to get into the live stream because it was already set up on slides. Yeah, I did have somebody come in really late and they, I, I got them in, but it was like basically they had a pre-set up slides already so i just i just like okay i'll just do their pdf boom we'll do it we'll do it live but yeah that that one takes some coordination yeah and i had to have a very specific subject title and very specific format otherwise it was just like too much back and forth i mean your your live stream seems casual but in reality you do a lot of prep time i do yeah i do uh, Misha sent in, sent in a design that is says Ham Radio Crash Course with uh, Bicycle Mobile Hams of America. And it's a guy in a top hat in not quite a penny farthing, but it is an old timey bike. Okay. And it says on the move fueled by ham. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Uh, thank you so much for writing in, Misha. I'm so glad I grew on you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, uh, so Michael contacted us on the 13th by this email. And I really have to preface this by saying, I I really only go through the emails <laughs> on the podcast. Right. If uh, I, I do sometimes catch things if they're related to a ham tactical order or something like that, and somebody needs help with that but uh by and large if somebody's asking for advice on how to for instance program a baofeng from michael <laughs> okay if josh is at work all day so right. i'm not going to be able to answer any of this for you so all of those get tabled until we do our podcast okay but i mean like i've got four videos sure. on programming baofeng so I'm just going to read this anyway. Oh, okay. It says, Leia and Josh, I have successfully received my Baofeng and FTDI cable. Use links from Ham Tactical to Amazon. Hope that helps support your terrific it, podcast. Appreciate it, thanks. It does, thank you. Or at least help with the purchases of some of your favorite beverages. That it does. <laughs> Indeed. So I followed the HRCC YouTube video to get my Baofeng oh, okay. programmed. All right. The video is awesome, and I know I will get this little gem working soon. However, I have a problem. I use a Surface Pro Windows 10. I successfully downloaded Chirp. I followed the video, clicking on radio, download from radio. This is where I am stuck. Yeah. The port identification does not come up. I have tried all sorts of combinations with no luck. The settings on my Surface Pro says the port should be COM3. I have tried that as well as other numbers with no success. I keep getting an error too. I haven't found a good answer via the internet, but we'll keep looking. I hope to have this solved before your next podcast, but the way things are going, who knows? Thank you in advance. Mike, K-E-8-Q-Y-A. Hold on. He emails twice more, so I think he actually solved oh, okay, it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Michael writes again, hello, please disregard my email requesting for help programming the Baofeng. I was able to get things to work. Everything works 
fine, just fine when the two prong plug is actually pushed completely into the radio. That helps. Yes. Josh's YouTube video was very helpful. And now I have my radio program. I think I said in the video, you really got to shove it in there. That's the technical term. Okay. And to follow up with his last two messages, as a technician and a ham and the bow, the Baofeng is my first radio. Got it programmed. Thanks, Josh. Tonight, I heard comms on it. Oh, great. I can't wait to hear something like, John has a long mustache. That's not allowed. <laughs> Best movie ever. <laughs> Mike, K-E-8-Q-Y-A. I think that's my favorite Swayze movie, for sure. Probably <laughs> followed by Roadhouse. So, Michael, I am very sorry that we did not answer this for you sooner, but it sounds like you worked it out. Good. Yes. And if Josh would like to give any other advice related to that, what were you going to say? Uh, yeah. So the first thing, if, you, if you're if you stuck, if you think you've got the cable seated fully into the radio okay, and you're still having a problem, bring up device manager, hit the Windows button and just start typing device space manager. Open up the ports. So there's a little arrow. Click the arrow next to ports, and it will show you all the ports that are connected to your laptop, computer, whatever. Either plug in the the cable or disconnect the cable, and that list will update. It will either populate with a new cable, new port after you just plug it in, or a port will be removed when you take it out. Then just plug it back in. And that will tell you the port number. You must use that port number Hot when tip. you're using Chirp to talk to the radio, which I did mention, but it's always worth repeating. And then if you still have problems and you're sure it's fully seated and you're sure you've got the cable connected fully uh, and you know the device number, you know all that stuff, and you still have problems, one or two things is going on. You don't have FTDI drivers, which is a very rare thing these days. You can just Google FTDI drivers. It will take you to the website. Or I've found if you take the link via Miklore, which is a website you know we've talked about in the past, or I've definitely mentioned on videos. They will have a link that'll take you to the the proper drivers so or the FTDI cable. And if that doesn't work, then if you bought the cable, I recommend there's two LED lights on the dongle piece that connects into the laptop. That may be facing away from you towards the the table where you have the laptop. Okay. Tilt the la- the laptop on its side, disconnect the cable, plug the cable in. If there are no lights or there's just a consistent red blinking light, the mm-hmm. cable might be bad Oh, and needs to go back to Amazon. That has happened, and that's why I say buy it off of Amazon, because if it's a faulty cable, you just send it back, they return you, the, you know, they give you a new one, and you're good to go. Great. All right, Michael. Well, it sounds like you had it figured out, but in case you ran mm-hmm. into any other problems, try We'll those talk things. to you in a week. Yes. <laughs> The next email is titled Shirt Idea, and this is from William. It's very short. It says, my XYL has one-to-one SWR. My perfect match. That's, oh. that's very sweet. So romantic. Oh. I like that. That's yeah. Good. Knowing Josh, you'd put it on a pillow. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Get your face on it. <laughs> Thank you for that idea. That's really cute. The um, the next email is titled Ham Radio Movie, and this is from Motorman. Leia, oh, Josh and Leia. Oh, you're so used to saying. <laughs> I know. Look at you. <laughs> I got caught. Wow. <laughs> Josh and Leia. So confident. I am a Patreon and a big fan. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was inspired by you, and last year I got my tech and general. I watch your videos and listen to your podcast. Thanks for the support. Yeah, thank it's you very, very much. Nice. That's awesome. 
my wife and I just watched the movie Greenland. Without getting into the details, it is an end-of-the-world event movie. The ending scene has ham radio operators calling CQ around the world, re-establishing contact after the event. The ending showed hams leading the way. It was a cool closing. I am a former Marine, and I yelled out a solid, Oorah! Oh, wait. Did you read this last week? No. Oh, no. You know what? I think he sent that to me, too. Because I think mm, I read that. You're not copied on it. I think he sent it to me so, directly. Okay. I think I actually replied to him. Okay. Well, now I'm reading it on the podcast for everyone. To there hear. you go. Okay. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Uh, I yelled out a solid oorah as my wife rolled her eyes. Not a bad movie with a solid ending. Regards, David W3DRE, former Marine, current LAPD motorcycle sergeant. Very cool. Wow, there's all kinds and, of services and, uh, in there. Thank and you David's that. actually local. It looks like he's in Long Beach. Oh, cool. So, hey, when this panoramic is over. This per- panoramic. <laughs> uh, we, we have to watch that movie, by the way. That's yes. That's going to be a good one. Just That's go ahead the, and add that to your list. The guy from Ocean's Eleven. There were a lot of people in guy. Ocean's Eleven. There's like two main guys. The main, main guy. Ocean. The literally Asian Ocean. Guy? Ocean. The is, Asian guy. No. The no, acrobat? <laughs> you know Jet Li? No, Jet Li's in Fast... Oh, no. wait, what's he... Is he in... No, They're he's not in the, all the same, Josh. <laughs> I know. He's in the, the Sylvester Stallone movie. Wow, I'm really bad with names today. Sometimes that happens where I just can't remember names. Uh, I mean, you are half a bottle of champagne and a beer in, so... Mm, you helped me on the half there. You know what I'm talking about, right? Who's the hmm. actor from Ocean's Eleven? Brad Pitt is obviously in that. I George remember. Clooney? That's it. George Clooney's in Greenland. You couldn't remember George Clooney's Okay, name? other than Ocean Eleven, what movies do you like from George Clooney? ER. <laughs> okay, exactly. What else? That's all I know. The, there's the one where he's yeah. the fixer. That's the other one. Collateral. That's pretty good. I actually like Collateral way more than the Ocean's Eleven movies, but okay. Hmm. I'm still on the Liam Neeson's, so... Yeah, George Clooney hasn't made a love letter to himself no. in the form of an action movie. I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, maybe this is Greenland. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe well, he's a ham. And suddenly now you know all his movies. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow for new podcast I'm making. George Clooney is a ham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, David. The next email is titled New Tech. This is from Cliff. New Tech. Who dis? <laughs> there it is. There's a shirt. New Tech. Who dis? Okay. You can have that shirt. <laughs> All right. Often the shirts I give you are just fun, quippy quotes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Hi, Leah and Josh. Thanks for your input on the online test taking last week. I contacted Chris right after he messaged you during the podcast and set up a time to take the test in my tiny bathroom. That's Had right. to make sure the rest of the family was empty before taking over. I like that. That was that's good. <laughs> Since we only have one bathroom and interruptions can be frequent. I passed 33 out of 35. Congratulations. That's amazing. Better than most of my practice exams. Thank you, Ham Study. Also, the movie quote I had used for the shirt idea was from Big Trouble in Little China, what? not Captain Jack. Was that the movie? Oh, wait. I love Was that oh, the movie miss- where Kurt Russell was a goofy sailboat captain or something. Yeah. 
again, thank you so much for the encouragement and the input. I'll be taking the general in a couple of weeks now that I have the online system with Chris down pat. I'm very disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China is one of my favorite movies. I know. Yeah. yeah. Kurt Russell in that and it. Just I'd, really Kurt Russell. Really heyday, right? Yeah. And Bone Tomahawk. Oh, I don't know that one. No, you don't. I've never tried to make you watch. You're not going to watch that one. I'm not. David oh. Schwimmer's in it. Oh, there's only one thing I like David Schwimmer in, and that's I Band only like him marginally in that. Because if you watch Band of Brothers, you would hate him more. He plays a horrible lieutenant. That adds up. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't got a real punch face. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, before I forget, Cliff continues, I didn't realize how much of a prepper you are. So I wanted to recommend a nationwide group to check out called PrepperNet. They have been really focused on communications recently and have put together quite the emergency plan working with Amron. I can't give a call sign because I literally just passed the test half an hour ago. Thank you. Super excited to get started on this adventure. Cliff. Cliff. I have something to tell you. Okay. Cliff is listening, hopefully. Because, and I I thought that I had replied to Cliff. Because I believe that Cliff was the person who took the test right before me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, uh, I tested with Chris. Uh-huh. And he said that the person he tested before me said that they were motivated to take the test online because of the podcast wow and then he emailed me i think right when i was taking the test so and you missed the question so great cliff yeah (laughs) he actually missed two questions but he didn't you missed a question because you got a notification while you're taking oh no no (laughs) all of that was closed way out of right right right. yes (laughs) Well, thank you, Cliff, and congratulations. I am so happy for you and look forward to hearing when you get your general, because mine is a year away. (laughs) Well, okay. All right. Yeah, probably a year. It took me about a year to get to tech. We we have not been doing this podcast for a year. Almost. No way. I think we started in May. You know what they say. What? It's gonna be May. Okay. Okay, Justin. (laughs) All right, the next email is titled Idea for Podcast. This is from Brad. Hi, Leah and Josh. New ham here. Like so many others, I have you guys to thank. Also, we used to live in SoCal and our son was born in Los Alles. So we watch you guys all the time just to catch a glimpse of our old hood. I think our son saw more of Westminster Mall and Cerrito Swap Meet than he saw of the beach. <laughs> Cerrito Swap Meet? I think he means Norwalk. Norwalk, Norwalk or has a swap. Cypress? Cypress College? Oh, yeah. Cypress College has a swap meet, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, but congratulations. It's like there's some hidden swap meet I didn't know the, about. Absolutely Now I can't not. go because of COVID. It's like, geez. Living or in the city for over a decade. Or it's the farmer's market. <laughs> We don't like the term swap meat at the farmer's market. We take currency. You can't bring us. You don't swap at a swap meet either. Swapping. You don't swap at a swap meet either. You go to the wrong swap meets. Let me just tell you. Uh, Maybe your ham radio swap meets. No. So a lot of swap meets, the ones that I've been to for like car parts and stuff, they, they definitely will swap. It's like, look at this muffler. 
You want this other muffler? You got a muffler? I got a muffler too. <laughs> you want to swap it? This muffler's not for a car that I have. I got all these catalytic converters. <laughs> you want to swap it? <laughs> He'll just steal it back from you. <laughs> Could you just like install it in your car and then walk away for 15 seconds? <laughs> we have had a rash of catalytic Like there was converter. a band of catalytic yes. converter thieves. And I was... They got caught? <laughs> They got caught, but like they had, uh, they had ring footage of them stealing a catalytic yes. converter. They had that thing off of there so fast. Oh, they've got it down. And they're not even rolling. They were like rolling around like a BMW or something. Sure, it wasn't even like a sketchy van or you know something like Isn't that. A thousand dollars a catalytic converter. I, I don't know. It's all the palladium in it. The palladium. Yeah, it has palladium. That's oh. one of the ingredients. I see. For the catalytic conversion. <laughs> there was a huge bust. It was just a pile of catalytic converters. <laughs> it's like you're just not very bright, people. Maybe hide them, not in plain sight. <laughs> I think I'm right. I think it's palladium, not platinum. Well, if you're wrong, you're going to hear about it. Yeah, I know. So. I better fix it before... <laughs> Uh, so check it out. I was curious yeah, about palladium. something and wondered if you considered c- covering this topic on an upcoming podcast or episode of HRCC. We live in North Texas, and it was obviously a well-publicized how bad this cold snap was back in February. With the loss of power, outages of water, etc., it was truly a sh- show. <laughs> the silver lining show. was that listening to the scanner was what finally pushed me to go ahead and get certified. So I could help. This is, I'm telling you, this is the heart of hams. Sure. I just hope, I'm trying to get in front of people where they actually have to deal with an emergency before they realize they need to get their license, right? Like, that's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that came up between some neighbors and myself was the need for a preparedness plan that goes beyond just who has a generator, who has a radio, etc. After all, what good is all the gear and desire without a well-crafted plan? Right. Think along the lines of a disaster recovery action plan that you could script out and assign roles to people for, and then you could rehearse or practice this on a recurring basis, maybe quarterly. I know a lot of radio clubs have these kind of things, but nobody teaches it. For those of us that live in semi-rural, we may even have our own five to six members who want to put together our own squad. My neighborhood is all two plus acre lots. So while we know our neighbors, we wouldn't know if they needed something unless we walk over there. With power outages, you can't count on cellular. I would love to see or hear some content from pros on how to create this type of plan, how to dry run and practice this without being disruptive to the airwaves, and help folks become more confident responding in the event of a real emergency. There's been a lot covered about types of equipment you need in your EMP bucket, but very little on how to create plans and execute a ham emergency action plan. The last thing I would want for someone who is timid or scared of making a mistake to miss out on an opportunity to make a difference. Sorry for the TLDR email. I hope this type of content <laughs> our suggestions HRCC is looking for. All the best from North Texas, uh, Northeast Texas, Brad and Deanna, KI5OOT. 
This is absolutely the kind of suggestion we're looking for. Thank well, you so much, Brad. So lots of comments on that. Brad and Deanna, thank you for emailing. I absolutely have a ton of emergency preparedness videos. That's true. Communica- communication. In fact, I have a playlist that's devoted to stuff that I put out. I've interviewed. So I have comms plan videos. Yes. I have pace plan videos, which yes. is the primary alternate. Uh, oh, I always lose the C. Primary alternate C and then emergency. Basically, it's, <laughs> it's a scaled approach to um, to levels of communication that you roll. Contingency. There, I knew I just had to talk for a little. You ever do that where you're like, if I just fill in the details with some BS, I'll, I'll remember no, the that term. That must be a live streaming thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but got it. Contingency. So primary alternate contingency and emergency. And that came out of uh, talking to Mike Glover when we did the interview with him. And we did a whole video, separate video, on just laying out a pace plan. Further, there are absolutely groups of people that are that want more members. There are the Amateur Radio Emergency Service, ARIES, and then there is RACES. RACES, I don't remember the acronym for that, but that one is ran by, I think, Homeland Security. ARIES is ran by the ARRL. Mm-hmm. And if you want just practical emergency preparedness for the community, look at CERT, Commer- yes. com- Community Emergency Response Team. So please go get involved in those situations. If you are that engaged as you sound like you are, which is great, go watch my videos in the emergency preparedness space, which again, I have a playlist and then check out those groups and we'll link in the description for them. So I think Brad and Deanna are actually touching on something that I am interested in as well. Oh, as you have, no, you have covered a lot uh, by the way of communication plans, Mm -hmm. but and and you and I have talked about this as well. Yes. The development of a a block wide emergency plan. We've done a block walk. We've talked to the neighbors. We've done the whole thing. Yeah, but we don't have everybody coordinated to know what they might be expected to provide for the neighborhood in case of a disaster. That is a that is a very deep. There are there are books leadership books podcasts devoted to the topic of like prepper community sure that's and and one of the things they mention is like you are literally talking about bringing someone like into your family when you start talking at that level sure like you are going to be intimately involved with these people intimately is the wrong so word. i but guess we're not cl- talking about block wide anymore <laughs> no you're because yeah you're not just gonna I mean, like, you, you're going to have to be relatively close with these people. You're not sure. just going to go door to door and like, so what kind of cool stuff do you have in case of an emergency? Right. Like, that's I probably mean, a non-starter. Uh, uh, we're pretty close with a few neighbors, uh, more than a few. Yes, but but that's a that is a that is a, a, a so relationship saying, mm, we've built over time. Yes, so you that have to be very be. close with these individuals, and then you can have those discussions and trust them not to jack you in an emergency. Is that what you're saying? Right, right. right. Where do you keep the gold? <laughs> <laughs> Need that in the emergency. Um, stuff like that, right? You, you got to be you got to be cautious, but also at the same time, there are absolutely groups that exist to to build stuff like this. Also. You don't need someone to hold your hand through this kind of stuff. Everything he's talking about, I, 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 it's I don't know really how to case dependent because sure. he and his yes. neighbors and are all two that. plus acre lots, oh, which is a completely different story than mm-hmm. like us. We're living in the suburbs close to our neighbors. I'm literally pulling up a, right. I got to pull up the, the, the name of this video because 
I literally covered um, what is the difference between personal communications preparedness mm -hmm. and then like organized preparedness with like a group like Aries or Races. Sure. So if you are in a small prepper group, and I, not even saying prepper group is the right term, just a neighborhood group of like-minded people that want sure. to be prepared for an emergency. The way I see this, though, is basically figuring out who's going to be responsible for what if everything goes down, right? Who is actually the person who is good at uh, gardening? Who is the person who's really good at at cooking? Who is the person who is really good at yeah. communicating, right? So, and everybody's got to have a hat. Right. And I, I want to mention the video title. Go watch it because I actually interviewed Evan and Dom, who are both admins on the Ham Radio Crash Course. Yes. It's called How to Radio Prepping and Emergency Communications Guide. Fantastic. So that's that's what you go go watch that video, and it will explain the differences between radio prepping, organized radio communications, and how you can integrate them locally for your local local neighborhood or just close people close enough that you can still communicate over radio with. Great. Yeah. Okay. So I hope that helps, Brad and Deanna. The next email is titled "Merch Idea," and this is from Jeffrey. I had an idea that made me chuckle a little. I have no idea if it's any good or not because my sense of humor was developed by watching my Monty Python. Oh. I trust that it will be good. I'm <laughs> right there with you then. We're good. But here it goes. Picture a t-shirt that has two people talking saying, I did it in the bedroom and the other saying, I did it in the bathroom. Then on the back or in fine print below, have got my ham ticket. Online. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, love the show. You will do just fine on the exam. I got my extra this year, and if I can get that, you will be one in no time. I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time, but learning is half the fun. One of these days, I will actually talk into the mic, but for now, I have the perfect cure for my mic fright. FT8. <laughs> perfect. Yep. And you can build up to it. 73 to Josh and 88 to you, Jeff, K1, JDP. <laughs> I was petrified to take my extra. I got to be honest with you. Were you? Yeah, because I was worried people were going to recognize me at the testing location. Oh, really? And that exactly happened. Oh, did it? All the VEs knew me and people that were taking the test came up and said, like, I watched your videos. I'm here because I watched your videos. And I'm like, I have to pass this. You have to pass. Oh, my gosh. I was so nervous. And I did. So it was fine. But it's like, oh, my God. Could you imagine if I didn't? And like, I'm walking. It was like, well, ha good luck on your test. I failed. <laughs> it's like, jeez. Follow uh, me to the sinking ship. Let's yes. get on board. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, you love those kind of things, <laughs> self-deprecating of myself. You love that. So uh, thank you, Jeffrey, for the idea um, for the shirt <laughs> and for the encouragement. The next email is titled Antenna. And this is from Don. Leah, I just finished listening to last week's podcast and laughed. You got all the way through. Congratulations. <laughs> that's that's a, an achievement in its own right. I there are so many people who have kindly told me that they finished the podcast, and I am in awe of you. <laughs> I am in awe of you all. It's very impressive. Well done. Well done. 
If I made patches, there might have been an achievement patch. Yeah, for the last podcast. completed episode, whatever the number was. <laughs> uh, uh, Don says, laughed when Josh recommended using himself as an antenna. I laughed because in the Marines, as an RO, we used to actually do this. We would cut a WD-1A wire to the length of the frequency we were operating and run it from the Cobra head connected to the radio around our Kevlar helmet as a field expedient antenna. That's awesome. Wow. That's cool, Don. Thank you for sharing that. The next email is titled Shirt Idea, and this is from Steven. Leia and Josh, thanks a bunch for the podcast. I enjoy listening to the technical content as much as the side topics. Thank you. <laughs> Please continue presenting such a joyful and pleasant look at amateur radio. I can only hope that your positivity and welcoming attitude spread throughout our service. That is so nice it to say. It is very nice Thank to say. You. Thank you. Uh, so for the t-shirt... While driving home yesterday, listening to the podcast, someone wrote in referring to Josh as Leia's sidekick. I immediately visualized it. Leia astride a nice size motorcycle with a sidecar. I was just, when a he said small... motorcycle, I'm like, I'm in the sidecar. <laughs> I already see where this is going. A small sidecar. Yes. Holding a noticeably uncomfortable and cramped Josh, maybe with his knees aside his head sporting a headset with his fang in his hand and wind stress whip antenna at his six operating as they seemingly drive out of the shirt overarched with the word ham radio crash course podcast that is quite a lovely visual that is very funny <laughs> thanks again 73 steven w4 iir that is a really good idea for a shirt but we're, we're gonna need artist yes <laughs> we see the stick figure on yes. the motorcycle is leia <laughs> stick figure in the sidecar is me you're gonna bring in a caricaturist <laughs> i actually know really somebody who could do that really exaggerated features you know massive heads all right thank you i'm gonna need this in an and... airbrush can you airbrush this oh yes me? oh yes, yes the 90s are back yeah that's right so the next email, oh, it looks, it looks like we're here. And I want you to know this email comes in before the email from Chris. Okay. okay. It's titled, Congratulations. Oh, we're just hitting the congratulations <laughs> yes. right now? Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is from B. Murphy. Leia, congratulations. Welcome aboard, though you have already been aboard for a while. 73, B. Murphy, KJ7MOE. <laughs> Thank you so much, B. Murphy, because your email actually came in before uh, Chris's VE email <laughs> to tell me my call sign. <laughs> well wow. done. Uh, the next... <laughs> The next email is titled, Got My Call Sign. And this is from Cliff. Hey, Leia and Josh, just to follow up on my previous email, I got my call sign within 24 hours. Wow. It's KD9SVS. That's awesome. Thanks again for the motivation. Cliff from Wisconsin. So we are testing. We, what I said, we are uh, from the same testing class. Right. <laughs> There's only two You're of alums. us. You're alums. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we just dead on, I cannot tell you how fast these call signs came in. It was less than 24 hours. Yeah, that's awesome. 
And I felt so bad because there were people who said they, they had been waiting for weeks. Yeah, because they tested in person. I know. It's tough. That going paper to digital, that's what that's yeah. what causes the the slowdown. I bet. Well, congratulations, Cliff. Awesome call sign. Thank you so much for uh, writing in. The next email is titled, Not a T-Shirt Idea. This is from William. Okay. And it says, Leia, a.k.a. KN6NWC. <laughs> so I finished the marathon podcast from last week. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Congrats. <laughs> I say marathon because I literally have literally run a marathon all 26.2 miles in the same amount of time that it took to listen to that last podcast. Wow. <laughs> he does a sub four hour marathon. That's pretty that's, crazy. That's fit. You're yeah. fit. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. Just pointing out that it was a long freaking discussion. Yes. It was. It, it was. was. Yeah. I think it was Toby that asked about an all-in-one, aka power supply included, radio and why they don't exist. I'm here to say they do exist, kind of. My first, first mobile radio was a Lexin. I said that they exist. Yeah, VV898SP. To me, it seemed like a great all-in-one backpack portable UHF VHF radio. It is a VV898S that is in a nice enclosed metal case that includes an internal battery and power supply. You can just plug it into the wall with a lap style, uh, a laptop style power supply, use the power supply to charge the battery or go unplugged and run it off the battery. Sadly, it seems the only usable option for transmitting is completely unplugged. If the power supply is plugged in, everyone on the other end says there is a pronounced hum when I transmit. Oh, oh, this is, okay. Um, Maybe this is why of. it is discontinued and why it doesn't seem to exist anywhere else except sketch knockoffs on Amazon. But, but he's, that's not the right answer either. Okay. Because it's a laptop. He's using a laptop charger. That's that's the that's the charger. That's the power supply. It's converting AC to DC. That's all the power supply does. Okay. So he's talking about. By the way, I reviewed a radio that's the same radio. It's it's in a metal box. Okay. It has an internal battery. Mm-hmm. You charge it up, and it can run off the internal battery. That's pretty cool. It uses a lap. No, it's not a cool radio. No. It's not great. I like it. <laughs> okay. Not great. You should watch the video. Uh, but that that device that you plugged into it, that's the power supply. That's what converts AC to DC. That's the whole thing. There's there's only a couple of like radios that came out and they're generally base station well, radios he's for saying HF. The only usable option for transmitting is when it is completely unplugged. Right. So that's not really the, the answer to Toby's question. Toby's question was power supply in the radio. Oh, in, in the, the radio. radio, like your computer, right? Like my computer that I do the stream on, you plug a cable into it. That's AC power. Oh. That box that you're plugging in the the AC power into is a AC Got to it. DC converter. Okay. That's what's putting out the, the, the correct voltage for the, the components that you want. All right. Uh Okay. Well, William continues. (laughs) I want to give a shout out to KA5WLL. He sent an email about tuning a barn roof on the last podcast. Yes, that was cool. 
He is just up the road from me. I'll have to keep an ear out for him on the Blue Ridge Amateur Radio Society repeater. Yay, HRCC getting connected. Making friends. (laughs) And now for the best part, go slash get home bags. I enjoy these discussions. I think we can all learn from each other and constantly make improvements to what we carry. I won't go into depth about what's in my bag and what I think was wrong with what you all disclose, but I will say this, test drive your setup. My son was working on his hiking merit badge, so I decided to bring my get home bag on the hikes. I had it loaded the same way I do when it rides in my work van. Hiking multiple 10 plus mile hikes with it made me rethink a few things. It also made me realize that I need to hike more and get used to carrying a pack. Hmm. Yeah, those get home bags can get really full. I would also suggest changing what you pack in your bag, maybe even the bag itself, depending on the time of year. In most places, winter survival requires more equipment than summer. Congratulations on passing that test and look forward to the next podcast. 73 ko 4 wtf These vanity calls are awesome. The last live stream I did was on bug out bags and get home bags. Because of the podcast, the interest that I had on that, I was like, oh, I should just talk about what goes in my comms bag um, that, that I leave in the car. So that was, uh, I think it was last week's live stream. Those are really good suggestions, William. They are. And, and definitely he's right that you have to scale it to be appropriate for where you live and the time of year. It right. Will very, And I've got to be able to carry it, apparently. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's a really important thing to factor in. I might have to go ahead and just pack my bag myself instead of waiting for you to pack one for me and then carry it on walks with the kids. I I literally put like bags together for you and put them <laughs> in your trunk and then they end up like in the garage like I had to put a bike in here so I took that out. It's like bruh, I had like first aid kits and all this stuff packed I in for have, I still have the basics in the car. Do you? Yeah. Okay. First aid kit? Yep. Are you sure? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Is it just full of Band-Aids? Uh, I think it has other things in it, too. Yeah. Like some tape? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to go check it tomorrow. I also have the um, the chemical warfare bag. That oh, that was a whole thing that I did. That yes. was a video I did when it was uh, the uh, the last Ebola, SARS. I think. Was it SARS? Mm-hmm. This was before the Hammer Radio Crash Course. I put together a little fanny pack that has a full Tyvek suit in it. And I was... I was joking to somebody at work that I was just going to start coming in wearing the Tyvek suit. And they were like, please don't. (laughs) Please don't do that. Man, I was excited to have those Tyvek suits last year. Yeah, when COVID came, we were like, how smart is Josh? This is what you've been... People were saying, I don't have this. I was like, well, Josh packed that for me. Remember, you're like, Josh, it's impossible for you to get N95 masks. And I was like, okay, hold on. And then I walk back in with a box full of N95. I'm like, here you go. I'm sure they were fine. I'm sure they were fine. They expire. I'm I'm sure they do. Uh, but I'm also yeah. sure that they were probably still completely effective. And yes. you were able to distribute them to the people that needed them. That's so true. That is why you prepare, folks. Thank you, William. The next email is titled Merch, and this is from Alex. Greetings to her grace, Leia, her grace queen, Leia of the House of Nass, and her royal bed warmer, Josh. Whoa. <laughs> Actually, uh, that is what the our, that last name comes from. It's, We're royal bed warmers? No, the oh. land. It's, it's in reference to a 
piece of land. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. It's changed. Nass is not the original surname, but what was the original surname? I don't. I'm not prepared. Something for Norwegian, long uh, in Norwegian. It's it's either it's some kind of weird connection between Norway and and Ireland. It's like some kind huh. of something. Yeah. Anyway, fun. First off, congrats. KN6NWZ on getting your call sign. One of us, one of us, one of us. <laughs> I hope now you start doing a general training segment on the podcast. Oh, because boy. we don't want the podcast to get shorter. Are you sure? <laughs> Touching on last week's topic of bug out slash get home bags, a great food option is lifeboat food. It's available in different flavors and it lasts a long time, but most importantly, it doesn't make you thirsty. I also oh, got my vanity call sign. Great point. I I didn't even know that lifeboat food was a thing. No, but the thirst aspect of it's really good because people get delirious with thirst and they start drinking salt water and that just hastens the whole situation. Right. So I'm going to check out uh, lifeboat. Some food. life rafts have solar stills built into them. Really? That you can throw off into the water uh-huh. and it's a plastic dome, see-through plastic dome in the the evaporation collects and there's a little straw that you can suck <gasps> that out of. That is so smart. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. If I ever get a boat, that is a kind of lifeboat I'm going to get. <laughs> My life raft is bigger than the boat I own. <laughs> when it's folded up, it takes up one quarter of the space. <laughs> I also got my vanity call sign the day after I emailed you last week, and after waiting almost three weeks, go figure. Oh, boy. Question for Josh. I'm sorry if this is the millionth time you've answered this, but I am in the design phase of building my shack, and I'm planning antenna placement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in southeastern Connecticut, and the length of my lot runs east to west for about 400 feet with plenty of trees to tie into and a wife that doesn't want anything on the roof, especially Pelotons. Well, that's just a mistake. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) What are you thinking about? Of, of all the things you should have on your roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for now, it looks like I'm stuck with end feds from the corner of the house tied to a tree or maybe a loop or dipole hung in the attic that is about 100 feet long, but is only a one-story house. So not a lot of vertical height. I would like to talk across the country and Europe. Should I place them north to south or would east to west be best for the long hop to Europe? Well, the best is however you can get it up. That's the, that's the best first. Right. There, there are there are preferences, but the highest up, so something in mm-hmm. the tree. Yes. The in your tallest tree. Uh, yeah. So, you you mentioned Enfed. Sure, go with an Enfed. Also, when we did that video on um, on placing an antenna, or, you know, can I antenna? Where do I where do I put this antenna? Off center fed dipole brought was brought up a couple of times. So okay. an off-center fed dipole would be a way to go. Those often do not require a tuner. Sometimes you have to be very careful when you're buying like pre-built, some of these pre-built antennas. Some of them will work off of the tuner that's built into most base stations, a three to one uh, tuner. Some of them require more. Some of them don't require any. So they can be middling depending on which ones you go with. So keep that in mind when you are thinking about your antenna. But I would absolutely invest in 
it's not the expense, it's the time in getting the wire as far as you can up in the tree. That is gonna be what really makes it successful. So keep that in mind as you're as you're planning it all out. Maybe Consider an you, arborist throw bag and throw line. Or maybe, a drone if it's I was that high. Say a drone. Yeah. Yeah. They've got they've got drones with cool little remote devices that hook underneath them with like a little automated hook. Yes. And you push a button and it will drop the, the weight. The most amazing claw game. So cool. It's a reverse <laughs> claw game. Instead of you picking up something, you're trying to bean people that are below yes. you with a heavy weight. I had big plans for that device. Yeah. Re- yeah. Remember we had I was, I was, dog poop delivery system. Yes. <laughs> but only to people who deserve it. Mm-hmm. I've got one person in mind. One person. <laughs> I also have a, mer- a few merch ideas, Alex continues. <laughs> okay. Picture a stick figure family stickers, but have them all have HTs and have a caption all in the family. Another is the Freddie Mercury meme with his arm raised holding a Baofeng with an Abri antenna with a quote above it. Trying- I got to Abri. <laughs> I got to Aubrey. That's pretty good, but that's. Not- I just came up with that. Yeah, that's. Thank you for the. Thank you. <laughs> Done. Uh, shut quote, it down. Shut the podcast no. down. We're, we got it. <laughs> Ship it. Uh, the quote above it: "Trying to hit the repeater, be like." Nope, mine's no. better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your humility is astounding. No, no, he got me most of the way there. I just yeah. needed that little bit. That's it. I got to a brief. That's it. We're done. And just for Josh. You because... can still have a shirt. Okay. <laughs> I just had to help out a little bit. Uh, Alex continues, and just for Josh, because I know it's your favorite, a shirt that reads 70 point three five seven with a few smoking shell casings falling underneath season with balfangs to taste <laughs> that's pretty good thank you josh for all you do for the hobby you have a really great way of explaining very technical stuff in a digestible way and thank you leia for not killing him Yes. You're so welcome, That Alex. is probably the most You're important. so welcome. The only reason you know, this happens is because of Leia. It's so nice to be acknowledged. <laughs> we just thank you for not killing him. Yeah. That's the biggest service to the hobby so, at this point. Sometimes, you know, when people acknowledge the hard work you're putting in. <laughs> and simply not assaulting yes. someone. <laughs> That's 73 Alex K1 ASM. Very Thank good. You so Alex, much, I, Alex. That's a, we got a winner on our hands on that one, yeah. I think. Because <laughs> you could, he could have it holding up and then just the longest stupid antenna coming out of the bat, <laughs> coming out of the bow thing. Okay. All I right. could probably, I did it with the Hank Hill one. I could probably make that one. Okay. That's how invested I am yes, in this. Please. Go ahead and make this shirt. <laughs> well, I will make the the picture of Freddie Mercury with the jacket and the fist up. Okay, with the Baofeng in it. Fantastic. But then you've got to do the rest of that. Okay, I'll make that happen for okay. you. <laughs> if I- it just like goes, the antenna is just so long it wraps around the entire shirt. Though it just oh. keeps going. <laughs> I think but- I can actually do an all around print. Shirt. Can you? I think so. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's more expensive because of the difficulty of printing. We don't need to printing. do that. I'm just... <laughs> uh, the next email is titled T-Shirt Idea, and this is from Steve. Leia, KD9WHO, just came up with a perfect T-Shirt idea. You need 
a cat with cups coming out of a paper bag, as in who let the cat, someone let the cat cups out of the bag. (laughs) Congratulations on your tech. Thank you, Steve. That is so nice. That's very good, too. The next email is titled Bandwidth, T-Shirt Idea, and Skyline Chili. Oh, all the things. (laughs) You know what's going to happen? We're going to try Skyline Chili, and depending on whether we love it or we hate it, we are going to alienate some people. (laughs) Immediate podcast drop-off. I am... uh... I, I definitely eat some canned chili? food. I definitely eat some canned food. You eat canned chili. You like yeah, canned chili. I, I like canned chili. The fact that you haven't already had Skyline is really... <laughs> I'm I'm not the crazy purist about meat-only chili. That's true. You when do I compete, like in, I've definitely competed in chili contests, and I make meat-only chili because that's what competes. Mm-hmm. But I put beans in it. Sometimes I put chopped up bell peppers sometimes yes. onions you know mm-hmm. in the cooking not just like a topping you know what right I mean? right um build I, the flavors yeah i'm i like chili I make- i'm probably okay with skyline but i know i'm already expecting it to be like tommy's to be honest i i, I think it's going to be like tommy's we could also get tommy's yeah i mean you can as a I part think, of the mukbang <laughs> so straight up i think tommy's chili comes in a can that might not be why you know this might be a turf war might be a, t- a chili turf war that we've got. No, you've got to just get the chilies fresh from Tommy's if you're going to do a head-to-head. Can I get like a bucket of you, Tommy's chili? How much chili do you need? It's, a, it, it's for a mukbang. And they're we like, should. oh, okay. Here you go. <laughs> we should also get Wendy's chili just to be... <laughs> Wendy's chili is, is also... There, there is no, beans. there's beans yeah. in it, yeah. Wendy's chili is just tasty. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is from Shane. Hello, Leia and Josh. On a recent podcast, Josh was explaining bandwidth, and I started to think about how I've explained it to others in the past. Then I knew I had to write this mm. when you made your Oasis joke, because it ties into my method of explanation. <laughs> oh, boy. Fantastic. Leia's in. Leia's in. I am in. I love Oasis. I use classic rock bands with my explanation, since most people are familiar with the names. So here it goes. Picture bandwidth as actual members of a band standing on stage. Some of them are using heroin. No. (laughs) (laughs) To keep it simple. They're on the high side of the band. No. (laughs) Some are using marijuana. Hold tight. Give Shane a chance here. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. To keep it simple, ignore stage production, amps, lights, huge drum kits, etc. A three-piece band like Cream, Green Day, or Rush will have a narrow bandwidth. Quick side note, sadly, yes, Green Day is now played on classic rock stations, so they are a classic rock band. We are getting old, but that's not important now. We need to keep this email short and get back to my analogy. Uh, Okay, good. (laughs) If you're doing your own divergence (laughs) within your own email, this is a perfect email for the podcast. Really pad out the length. Yes. A three-piece band is like CW, very efficient, gets the job done in a smaller space, meaning ZZ Top could use a smaller stage than Uh a five-piece band like Fleetwood Mac. I know where he's going, yeah. However, (laughs) while a five-piece band has a much larger bandwidth requiring a larger stage, like FM, a five-piece band may have a fuller, richer sound quality to them. 
Oh. Now think of the, this is a good this yeah, is a good way to explain this. It is. Yeah. It is. Now think of different segments as a band plan, as a music festival that is having a jam session at the end. The section or stage of the frequency band set aside for CW and digital modes has much more three-piece music bands sharing that stage at the same time. A stage for the five-piece bands can accommodate fewer for the jam session due to their larger bandwidth. And then bands like Leonard Skinner require an entire amplifier. (laughs) But wait, there's more. I also use the music band analogy to explain how band conditions change. For example, the performer of an amateur radio band can change over time like music bands. For example, just 20 meters can go from very good to great to completely useless. So can music groups. Take Van Halen, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Somebody's somebody's going to get some... Someone's going to get hate mail (laughs) of a hate mail. Like, they're going to be emailing to him on the podcast, beefing on... We're going to have cross-email beef. That's not going to be the beef in Skyline Chili, for once. (laughs) Skyline Chili (laughs) beef talk. What is happening? <laughs> David Lee Roth era, very good. Give it a bop. Sammy Hager era, great. Gary Chiron, Chiron, completely useless. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Leia, at this time... Actually, I- that was not a hot take. I don't think anybody's going to get that upset okay. about that. Leia, at this time, I feel the need to apologize in advance for the unavoidable future emails regarding what was better, Van Halen uh, oh with my God. David Lee Why Roth don't? or with Sammy Hagar. Please don't. This debate, like Icom versus Yesu, will never be settled. The people who can't comprehend how much Van Halen was with Sammy oh, Hagar is will never let it end. Nope. So now whacked that hornet's nest with a stick. Yeah, you, you my T-shirt idea. We were good, and then you went back <laughs> back to it to smack it again. It's like jeez. A simple text that says, "I passed my amateur radio license exam, and all I got was a lousy call sign of semi-random numbers and letters." <laughs> Below an even smaller text, I even had to buy this T-shirt. The shirt could even be made class-specific by replacing amateur radio with technician, foundation, etc. And finally, Skyline Chili. Oh, please. Uh, Yes. Honestly, I have nothing to add. I just wanted to keep the way off off topic (laughs) of Skyline Chili continuing for another week on this fantastically awesome podcast. This is crazy. Please keep it up. Sincerely, Shane, KD9, and JJ on the amateur frequencies, Scout75 on the YouTube chats. So I'm going to preemptively say, I'm so sorry, Shane, you're going to get thrown under the bus. If you have an issue with what Shane has said here, QRZ actually oh. has a call sign lookup. Okay. And if you'd like to have a conversation about Van Halen, <laughs> take it to the Van Halen podcast. <laughs> you can contact Shane directly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shane. That was a fantastic analogy and yeah, just good. hilarious all the way through. <laughs> Eagles, that's another band where there's like a ton of members. Yeah. It's one yeah. of them gets tired. Journey. Out. Journey doesn't have a ton of members. 
Well, Journey. You're talking about the lead singer that's yes, changed? That's yeah. only once. Okay. Fair enough. They brought in the Filipino guy. Yes. That sounds just like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the next email is titled, Congrats, KN6NWZ. And this is from Thomas. Thank you so much, Thomas. He says, Way to go. I checked the FCC database. 73, Thomas 86TW. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. The next email has no subject. It says, It's from um, Alexander. It says, Hi, Leah. Oh, Josh and Leia. Oh, ha, again. Man. Hi, Josh and Leia. Congrats, Leia, on passing your technician test online. Thank you so much. You're- now I, now I want to know. I never look at these emails. Are you just coming up with the clever no. names yourself and putting you first? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I don't know. This is... This is devious, if, the, the, the web that you weave. Then why would I correct myself? To, to keep the lie going. Wow. Like just that, you're that committed to That's, coming up with quirky names I am going to give myself some amazing titles now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your post inspired me to sign up for the online test as well. I tested the same day I signed up, and the process was great. Your article helped me understand the process and the involvement of the second camera. Between the podcast and ham study, as well as ham radio prep, I passed with a perfect score. Congrats. Wow, way to go. My call sign was in the FCC database less than two and a half hours later. I was very surprised at how fast it was entered. That's crazy fast. That's very fast. That is so fast. Um, so just to uh, give some context, Alex is talking about an article I wrote on Ham Tactical. Uh, it describes what it's like to take... Ham Tactical Facebook page. Yeah, hamtactical.com. There's a blog link. It takes you to where Leia gets the land blog. <laughs> Good. And it is titled... Um, like what uh, what happens when you take a ham radio test online or mm-hmm. something uh it takes you kind of through the whole thing to really encourage people to just go take the test online you don't have to go in person yeah i think people build up like all kinds of reasons why they can't do it it's easy it's you, it is you just you're, do it in your bathroom you're done you're in your own home and depending on what state you're in you don't have to be out somewhere and wear a mask and be uncomfortable through yeah. the whole test yeah and you don't have to wait yeah on the back end that's the best part it, it really is the best part i i literally yeah. had to wait until i got a letter from the fcc when i got my technician license now you sound like an om you know <laughs> no, I, you just that's what you did but now it's like I take advantage of new t- no i'm not complaining i'm not saying i'm not office. saying i'm a better ham because i yeah. waited i'm saying take advantage of what technology offers Absolutely. it's wonderful yeah uh, but I am a better hand because of that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Alex says, I was very surprised at how fast it was entered. I have a Yesu FT3DR as recommended by Josh, and I just picked up some diamond antennas with BNC connectors. Mm-hmm. The quick change is phenomenal. It is. A couple of questions linked below is another antenna that I'd like to know more information from Josh. Okay. More on the ham tactical side. But could also be a good antenna to put in the backpack if you were hiking. If this is something you'd be interested in reviewing and would make a good uh, YouTube content, I'll ship one to you. It's a cattail antenna. Oh, yeah. Wearable yeah. tactical antenna. I would like to review one of those. Cool. So you can email me at hoshnasi at gmail.com. Yeah. That's H-O-S-H-N-A-S-I. 
mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Great. That uh, a wearable tactical antenna. Yeah, it goes on your Molly rig. It goes on your plate carrier. Oh, cool. It's just, okay. So ideally. What um, is a Molly rig? Yeah, I know. I was throwing all <laughs> kinds of terms at you. I'm like, I'm going to have to break this down. So think of uh, Mike Glover, actual somebody who <laughs> has a tactical background, right? They have antennas that are woven into the chest harnesses that they wear, the load-bearing harness. Where they harness. keep their Molly? No. Oh. I'll explain Molly in a second. <laughs> The, the chest harness has uh, magazine pouches and first aid kits and stuff like that, and also a comms pouch. Well, the Molly, Molly Rigs is horizontal strap okay. that you feed other harnesses or other holders of things, magazine holders, whatever, through the straps, and then they snap at the bottom. Oh. So it's a completely modular system. Like, I could show you mine. It's... Probably seen it. You probably just didn't know that it's okay. a modular system. I see. I see. Yeah. So the antennas kind of route up and around it. They go up and around your back and all that stuff. Okay. So then you can look even more. So if you thought the chest harness was tactical, it was just like the radios right in mm-hmm, front. Mm-hmm. Now you wear your full battle harness with the antenna all draped around through it. And then you do your neighborhood watch uh, walk around the neighborhood. Fantastic. And that's going to be great. You're going to have to suit up every time. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Makes you so, so nimble. <laughs> no, the, it's, I mean, it's all, you know, it's all centered lower on your, okay. the, the weight is centered lower on your torso. So I think this is how you should train. Really, I every day. carry around a gonna... backpack with a 40 pound plate in it. The rucksack backpack? Yeah, but now I want you to carry a, uh, a, Chest harness full of AK forty seven magazines? No, no, radios. Oh right. Ra- oh. And then run as fast as you can. <laughs> Just radios. It's a test to see how good the, the retention is on exactly. the radios flying all over the place. I can't believe that wasn't a part of the I your rate review. this three out of five Balfangs broken. <laughs> uh, okay, Alex continues. My other question is I have a newer GMC Sierra Denali pickup. Gotta wrap that with that HRO wrap. Yeah. I'd love to hook up my Yesu to a better antenna while I drive, but I don't want to scratch my roof with a mag mount and the fender mount is nice, but I do hate the double antenna look. I wish I could just put it on the spot of the factory antenna since I don't use the radio turner. Everything I usually do is through Bluetooth or Apple CarPlay. My alternative option is to go to put a massive mag mount antenna on the bed of the truck and cut a hole in the tonneau cover. Tonneau? <laughs> tonneau cover? Tonneau. You got it. Tonneau? Okay. You got it first time. Thinking 10-foot antenna. Thanks. Look forward to your future podcasts and videos this year. Keep up the great work. Alex KC10YJ. And I'll put a link to the um, antennas. You that- know you won't scratch a roof if you just pop a hole and put an antenna on top. <laughs> that that might count as a scratch. <laughs> so the, the, a lot of a lot of recommendations are you use something like gaffer's tape uh, on the magnets. Mm-hmm. So that will reduce somewhat its holding power. Yes. But MFJ makes a three magnet base that you can use. Okay. It's very strong. Uh, so strong that you can run ham sticks at like freeway speeds. Wow. Without any problem. So put put so it's really a two part process. It's not just that you need to put the tape between the magnet and the, the roof of the car or truck or whatever. You need to make sure that the roof of the truck is very clean. There can be no particles between the magnet and 
and the the roof of the truck because that will cause abrasion. That that's okay. that's where the problem comes in. I see. Okay. Yeah. Keep that in mind. All right, Alex. Good luck with that antenna. The next email is titled Podcasts, and this is from Greg. Hi, Leia. I love that Leia pillow. I. <laughs> Josh, made a pillow of my face. <laughs> it's for a video. And I haven't even made the video yet. It's, it's true. It's going to be in a video. It sits on the pegboard in his office. Mm-hmm. So every time I go in there, I'm confronted with myself. <laughs> yes. It's a wonderful pillow. It's one of my favorite purchases. <laughs> the children were so angry. They they were trying to get it. They want it so bad. And I'm like, you guys, it's for me. Give me something. Gosh. Ben wanted one of himself. Yeah, that was the first thing. But he's like, can you make one for me? But of my face? I'm like, yeah, I guess. And Edison was insisting that the pillow go on the couch because that's where pillows go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is, we do have a number of pillows. trying to argue how he can get access to it. Yes, it is. But that's where they go. You can't put things not where they go. Consider him every other minute of the day. Uh, not great not great <laughs> it's it is great <laughs> uh greg continues congrats on passing the test on the show <laughs> i had no idea that there were areas that were doing only virtual testing my area still has in-person testing i'll be acting as a ve on saturday for the first time uh yes uh, oh sure it, I, and that's great yeah but even if it wasn't COVID, take the online test. You get your license so fast. That's true. It's all online. There's it, it never becomes paper at any point. It goes straight into the FCC system. The FCC is fully automated with their with their system now. So just so yeah. fast. So fast. Also, Greg, you could be an online VE. Yeah. Which means from you, anywhere. You could test. Wherever you are. Wherever you are, you could be testing. And if you're interested in that, you can contact Chris at www.w8wot.us. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Greg continues, Josh Benson mentioned that he listens to some ham podcast. Which ones does he listen to? Oh, my gosh. I'm always looking for new podcasts to listen to on my two-hour round-trip commute. Below is what I have in my podcatcher polls. Uh, the only ones that I listen to every episode is HRCC and Linux in the Ham Shack. Oh, okay. Thank you. So honored, Greg, and such great company, too. Okay, so here, do you want a fast list? Yeah, let me go through Greg's okay. list, though. Uh, 100 Watts in a Wire. Sure. Hamdom Thoughts. Uh, of course. Ditdit.fm. Yep. Ham Nation. Yep. HRCC, Linux in the Ham Shack, ARRLs on the Air. Mm-hmm. That's the list. Okay. What else you got? Uh, Ham Talk Live. Okay. Ham Radio 2.0 puts out a podcast, but it's a rerun of his show, the, okay. uh, his live stream. Uh, let's see. You got Hamdom Thoughts. Oh, Ham Radio Workbench. Of course, Ham Radio Workbench. Yes. If you're not doing Ham Radio Workbench. Scanner School is sometimes good. Okay. Scanner School is spe- specifically for scanners, though. All right. So if you're interested in that, it could be good. Um. <clears throat> Linux in a ham shack. You got the ICQ podcast. Very, very popular podcast. Mm-hmm. It is in the UK. 
Right. Very good, though. They, they do a really good job. This Week in Amateur Radio is a really good podcast. It is a segmented show. So okay. there's different different people record different segments. And one of the segments that I really, really like is the Ancient Ham Radio Archive. And the person that does it, he, he's got to be like a historian or something like that because he knows all the historical battles that ham radio has been through. Wow. Through like FCC and the stand-up of the ARRL and different bands that were fighting with television. And it, it's really, really interesting. So that's a really good... For history and ham buffs. For history and ham buffs. ARRL Audio News. I uh, mentioned Workbench. QSO Today. QSO Today of, you know, they just did their online uh, right. ham fest. Are we not S- supposed to talk about that? No, yeah, no it, you know, hard work. It's hard work. Yeah. Smoke and Solder Podcast is not ham radio. Uh, well, no, it is. It absolutely is. Smoke and Solder Podcast is really good. They're a little bit, I, I don't... I don't know how often they're posting these days, though. And so, yeah, that would be the that would be the the fast list that I would I would Great. give. Hope that helps, Greg, and you found find some new podcasts oh, for your commute. ARRL Eclectic Tech. That's the other one. Oh, fantastic. that's a ton ton of podcasts. Okay, that's like the entire week, they, basically. That's <laughs> The next email is titled Land and Other Things. This is from Daniel. Hello to both the hosts of this podcast. Neither of you get named. How's that feel? <laughs> yeah, Leia. Yeah. <laughs> How's that feel? It's happened. There have been emails just addressed to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. But Daniel's kidding. I know. Hi, Josh and Leia. <laughs> First, I had an idea that theoretically could be merch, but given y'all's well-reasoned hesitance for putting your likeness on a t-shirt, I doubt it'd be more than a fun idea to think about. The idea is to cobble all of the derogatory jokes, all in good fun, of course, that have been made at Josh's expense and arrange them in a a way akin to Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains, etc. But someone <laughs> already had that idea previously on the pod, so oh well, still a fun idea. Secondly, in Portland, Oregon, there is a barcade called Ground Control that has a of bunch course it's Portland. of awesome arcade games and serves good booze. There's also a barcade in Eugene, Oregon called Level Up and many others in Vancouver, B.C., there is an awesome bar called Storm Crow that is nothing but the nerdiest bar ever from Star Wars to Star Trek to Harry Potter and Dungeons and Dragons. There are board games and card games available to play as you eat and drink various fandom themed items. Bit of a reference to uh, Lord of the Rings, too. Yeah. You have no power here, Gandalf Storm Crow. <laughs> It is definitely a place to check out. Okay, enough with the travel agent stick. We are going to have to go to Portland or whatever's left of it after the panorama. Oh, geez. Yeah. Third, for funny video tropes in TV and movies, I watched Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, on the, uh, the <laughs> I'm other sorry. day. And I noticed that Obi-Wan used a radio with a dish size, probably for the 900 megahertz band, to communicate with the council. Obi at one point told R4 to boost the power to receive better, which made me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a preamp. <clears throat> So he got to sit there like for 20 minutes as the RF shot across space. 
to get to the other planet, however far away that was. <laughs> That's always a funny thing, too, is when um, when TVs and movies don't account for how long it actually takes to send radio traffic right. in space, yeah. right? Even if it's traveling close to the speed of light. That's still an appreciable difference. Right. That's why, like, the expanse sometimes are like, oh, we're going to use the tight beam. I'm like, what the? What does that mean? <laughs> Is it faster than light? I don't know. Put a tight beam on it. Exactly. That's the expanse is not coming back for a long time. You're, like, sad about it, too. They got one more season coming. Sure. But- I posted a comment. Uh, it was a... It was a Firefly video that I was watching. It was about, like, you know, what happened to Firefly, the whole yeah. story of Firefly. Very sad. I have, like, the top comment on the video. I'm like, uh, we all loved Firefly. Firefly was great. But we've moved on to The Expanse, <laughs> which is our new favorite show or something like that. And <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah. Somebody then posts, like, you know, because <laughs> I mentioned Drummer. Drummer's one yes. of my favorite characters. Drummer? Her name is Drummer, but yeah, everybody's Drummer. Drummer. So somebody commented, Alex is my favorite character. I can't wait to see what they do with him at the end of season six. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we've got to move on to avoid spoilers. (laughs) Seventh, if y'all want to have a farm, I know several places in Oregon. Y'all want some animals? Have 20 acres. (laughs) I got a pickup truck. Uh, I know of several places in Oregon that have 20 acres of decent farmland in close proximity to tech hubs or growing, no intended, no pun intended, re-farm tech industry hubs for pretty darn cheap relative to SoCal. Pretty, super quiet noise floor too, Josh. I know. Don't. <laughs> don't tempt him. Yeah, don't. Fifteenth, congrats on passing your practice test, Leia. Looking forward to hearing what your call sign is. Keep up the great work making the emails podcast. Indeed. The other week, I noticed the podcast had chapters, so that was cool and appreciated. <laughs> that was a one-time event. As as they as they stretch into the four-hour mark, the yeah. <laughs> the chapter markers become a pain in the butt. Sorry for the long email, but I've had weeks of stuff bouncing around my head. I am an apprentice electrician. Or as far as I've taken to saying, electrician. <laughs> Thanks, AB. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so often I listen while pulling wire and in, in new houses, dreaming of the day I can put up antennas and design my own ham shack, literally from the RF and, and electrical ground up. Awesome. Thanks again for all you do to inspire and educate the ham community at large. 73, Daniel, KJ7NUY. That is somebody who needs a podcast, his ABE. If he doesn't have a podcast yet. I'm sure he does. I don't know. I don't think he does. He's got a really interesting kind of view of the uh, the internet. Well, thank you, Daniel. Uh, thank you for really enticing Josh to Oregon. That's- <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to move. I don't know why you're getting. I love Oregon, though. We, we we can at least go visit, you know? Can go visit a farm? Yes. That is, in fact, a good idea. <laughs> the next email is titled, Congratulations. And this is from Zachary. Congratulations on, on passing your exam. It's a first step in a great hobby. Do not let the learning stop here if you're looking for more information on what there is to do in the hobby. Might I suggest a few YouTube resources like K6ARK, <laughs> that's Adam. Adam. Uh, K8MRD. K-Murder. Yeah, K-Murder. That's Mike. 
uh, just to name a few. I feel like I might be missing a few. <laughs> Love the podcast and congratulations again. Katie9MER. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Zachary. I No, I think you covered it all. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, the next email is titled HRCC. And this is from Michael. I thoroughly enjoy listening to your podcast. I hear nothing but love between you two. It is refreshing to be a part of your lives. Keep up the great work. Th- that's so nice. That is very Thank nice. Thank you. And that's from that's Michael. That's all we've got because it's, you know, it's, it's just us <laughs> against the kids at this point. Uh, I love the kids too. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're all right. You've got a bit of the displaced dad thing. <laughs> That's why I got the ham shack. Yeah. All you dads out there. Where do you run to when the kids don't listen and the wife is absorbed by the children? <laughs> the ham shack. There's an ad right there. That's like a little commercial spot. Like, <laughs> Who will love you <laughs> no matter what the kids do? <laughs> ham radio. And that's from Michael KJ7. Or, or your dog. Your Thank dog you. will always love you. I don't know. I think Charlotte actually likes the kids very much. Very, very much. Uh, Charlotte does not love anybody more than me. Oh, no. Oh, she, yeah. No, she definitely loves me more than she loves you. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. Uh-uh. Yeah. We can we can do a dog off later. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I know who she goes to when she needs things. That's how I know. Yeah, that just makes you her servant. It doesn't no. mean she loves you more. Mm-mm. She just comes to me for love. Oh, shut up. She comes to you to get things. She, she comes, comes to, to me. me for everything. She comes to me because she's she just she knows I'm the only one who listens to dogs. That's all. You're the only one who She's like crying dogs. and I uh, across the house. There's screaming children, you're yelling at them. And I'm like, Well, somebody let the dog out. I'm the only one that hears the dog. It's not true. Not true. It absolutely is true. <laughs> Charlotte still loves me the most, though. Not if you dropped her. No. <laughs> that was an accident very early on. <laughs> Never. Corgis don't forget. She has forgotten. Corgis are very derpy. <laughs> uh, the next email is titled, Hello Again. This is from Daniel. Hi, all beings who host the pod. (laughs) All human life forms in the vicinity of microphone. (laughs) Here's a funny idea. Given the the often ham radio adjacent topics you guys talk about, maybe we should change the name to ham radio crashed course. Just a thought. Crashed? (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. 73, Daniel, KJ7, NUI. That is very funny. Okay. So the next email is titled, Thank You and a Question. This is from Vic. Dear Celestial Princess and Foreign Devil. <laughs> Whoa. I can show it to you so you know I didn't make it up. Uh, that's good, though. You're, you're, you're getting better with the... With yeah. the you got some un... Like, you know, you've been holding on to some resentment or something. No. I'm feeling... Just kidding. And he comes out now. Fr- <laughs> Such a weird timing. It's so public. Uh, my first wife, who I'm still friends with, is Japanese, and that was our joke. Anyway, on a more serious note, wait, what was what was the joke? The celestial beeling? Oh, okay, and, and the, the foreign, foreign devil. devil. Yeah. What are they? Um, Gaijin, Gaijin, Gaijin. 
I don't know. I'm not Japanese. I think it's just weeaboo. I think that's what we okay. affectionately. <laughs> anyway, on a more serious note, I truly want to thank you both for how much you have helped me in the past year. COVID turned out to be the least of my problems. In July, I had a heart attack. Oh. Whoa. And in October, my younger sister, who besides my wife was my best friend, died of brain cancer. I am oh, so no. sorry. That is that is. A lot That's of tough, man, for everything at, at the same time like that. It's horrible. When I had the heart attack, I cleared the decks of anything even remotely stressful and got down to work recovering. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that included ditching Twitter, Facebook, and anyone who was obsessing about politics. Good for you. Well done. You really cleansed some of the toxic... Yeah, uh, that's... Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> The toxic hunting grounds is where you <laughs> yeah, go hunting hunt. for toxicity. <laughs> Gonna get that mounted and put it on the wall. That's actually one of the reasons I like the HRCC Facebook group. There's, It's like one of the few places that isn't full of toxicity. Yeah, because if the mods don't get it, the members will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done, guys. Uh, I avoided anything hateful and rude regardless of side. I have been licensed for a long time, but not very active. I came across your podcast and YouTube channels and just absorbed myself in something more constructive than listening to people argue about politics. You guys are fun and had me laughing so many times, better than any TV shows that have paid writers trying to be funny, but who fail. Wow. That is that big is compliments. Thank big you. compliments. Thank you. Uh, then in October, when my sister unexpectedly passed away, I totally surrounded myself in everything ham radio related to avoid depression. I have a terrific wife who has her tech license and who is totally supportive of my ham, ho- ham hobby. That, you are so lucky. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but other than my wife, you both, Josh and Leah, helped me keep my spirits up and gave me the best and most fun way to distract from the darkness of this last year. I'm recovering from my heart attack very well and am planning to try some soda soon Good. as Colorado warms up. Oh, Colorado is a great place to do that. That's fantastic. Great. Soda, uh, yeah. Soda keeps me fired up to stay in shape and keep the weight off. Thanks to you. I've dabbled in DMR and APRS, and I'm greatly looking forward to a much better year and a few peaks. Vic, K-O-P-U-P. He's a dog and cat lover. (laughs) Right on. Oh, Vic, that's a great email. That is really fantastic. That's very nice. Very touching. Thank you so much for that. And remember, Pike's Peak is a 10-point drive up. Wow. Yep. That's, That's a hot tip. We hope that your year uh, definitely improves, and it sounds like you are in much better spirits. So uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. The next email is titled, Congratulations, Leah, and it's from EJ. Heard the good news last night on the Ham Nation program, Way to Go. I think John Amadeo wished me a mm-hmm. congratulations. <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, yeah, it was. It I didn't was, even think he was following along. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. That was nice. That was very nice. Um, I was just bummed out that Gordon wasn't on for that because I know he would have been like nuts about it. So that was, I got to send him an email. Well, yeah, you sent him an email I too. did. I have a list of things that I'm working through. We can talk about that. Why don't we skip the the starting of the general and I'll talk about it. We can do I, that this week. And yeah. uh, you, 
You earned I it. I deserve a break. You earned it. Thank you. Yeah. Like, oh, such a taskmaster. <laughs> I said you earned it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> EJ continues, way to go. Also, good job to Josh as your instructor. Yes, good job, Josh. Thank you so much. It was all the big, there was the long con. I got her here, <laughs> got her on the pod. I'm telling you, that's the trick. You just start a podcast. Yes. <laughs> you just, it's the first thing you do. You start a podcast. <laughs> you want your wife to get licensed. The first thing. The first thing you yes. do. And then you invest almost a year. Mm-hmm. And countless dollars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the equipment I purchased at this point. And then really spend the time to get that online. That's That's it. That's it. Stay up till 3 a.m. most times you record. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Because <laughs> it's like almost one. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, and uh, EJ is W5EJM, a.k.a. Grandpa EJ. Thank you so much. Thank you. The next email is titled, Give Leia the Land and Congrats. And this is from Danny. Leia, congrats on passing the tech and showing that person with a J in his name that slow and steady will always win the race. I have a t-shirt idea for you and will try to do my best to draw it out with words. Okay. A typical SoCal non-HOA home that does not have an HOA (laughs) on top of a house that is a monstrosity of an antenna. In the yard is a queen holding a touch lamp as a wand pointed towards the antenna, a bubble over the queen's head saying, not in Leia's land. (laughs) And RFI flies towards the antenna, making it explode. In the background, you can have a court jester, Josh, picking up the cat cups. (laughs) Just, (laughs) this is a very animated shirt. (laughs) A lot is happening here. But I like this the is picture. more of a four panel comic than it is a I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like what's happening here. Just a thought. Keep up the great work on your capital your bolded underlined podcast. <laughs> also, do not be scared of the general test. It only took me nine tries to pass. So I did not expect that. <laughs> so encouraging. <laughs> okay. Josh, thanks for all the hard work you put into the videos. I could tell you I would not be where I am today without watching and listening to HRCC. Broke, but still wanting more ham gear. That's, that's, that's a byproduct of watching me. Yeah. I apologize for that. 73, Danny. I got to say, I am immune to that. You are. <laughs> I am. You are. I don't review purses. I, wa- I watch and I'm like, oh my God, where did that come from? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I, a, a lot, my favorite times are when you're like, when did you get this? <laughs> like the first time you see it is like so on video. many times. <laughs> I didn't see you get this. Where did this come from? Sometimes I'm just surprised by the videos. <laughs> you know? It's very funny. Like, when did you record this? Oh, th- that when, has happened. Yeah, it's like, when did this happen? Where did the equipment come from? <laughs> yep, that's that's how you make it work. Is that a new camera? <laughs> I'm, I'm part ninja, part video ninja. The next email is uh, titled Long Island CW Club. 
And this is from Jonathan. Josh and Leah, I am forwarding my brief correspondence with Howard at the Long Island CW Club so that you can see Howard's appreciation for what you two are doing for the hobby. Uh, this next part is from Jonathan, and then I'll read the part from Howard. Thank you for the podcast. I'm a new listener. Four weeks worth of episodes under my belt so far, which is about how long I've been on my official ham journey, studying for the tech and general tests, which are scheduled for March 29th in person. I'm debating chasing an amateur radio license. I debated chasing an amateur radio license back in the early 2000s while getting my pilot's license, but didn't. And then again in 2019, only going so far as registering for my FRN number. But it wasn't until this past month that I actually started my journey in ham with a group of people at the regional club hosting weekly Zoom meetings covering the material. Oh, cool. That's a good way to do it. Lots of fun so far. Well, good luck with your test on the 29th. Uh, Jonathan continues, I do look forward to listening to your program each week. Fantastic show. Thank you both. By the way, Josh, if I may, like Leia, also outsource my bug out bag preparations. Please consider adding a fully stocked or near fully stocked go bag to your merch lineup. At least one, unless Leia's taking that one, in which case two. That's a good idea. Bug out bag. Yeah, yes. that's that always- <laughs> I I got many thoughts on that. Maybe I'll hold off until the end of the email. Yeah, fair enough. Speaking of merch, I suppose I need to hit up Ham Tactical right now. I need some apparel and a nice pint glass or two. I'm a hard pass on the IPAs, though. Fill my glass with stouts. Cheers, Park. No call yet, but soon. P.S. My wife and I stopped at three kiddos, but that onesie idea you mentioned either last week or the week prior was nearly reason enough for baby number four. Nearly, but three it is. Thank you both for adding extra joy. I, I don't to want my to do that week. to anybody. <laughs> that is not the point of the onesie. The many chuckles are appreciated. You make the world a better place. Good luck to you on your journey. May it be long and glorious, PD. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, Howard's great too, by the way. So thank you for the kind words on that. Yeah, and uh, Howard basically uh, said that it's so nice of Josh to be mentioning us to this day. We support his amazing efforts 100%. He is quite an accomplished person with a very large following and puts untold hours into helping others. <laughs> That's what he always asked me too. He's like, Josh, how do you do this? Like, how do you do sleep? How do you how do you do all this stuff? Like, because I always feel so bad because I. I don't attend the classes, mm-hmm. and I want to attend the classes, mm-hmm. but I literally do not have the time to attend the classes. And Howard always emails me. He, he, he like, checks in with me. Like, Aww. we email. He's like, hey, you know, one-on-one is available. You, you know, you can, we can talk. We can work something out. You know, it, he's always extremely nice. And so now they have a lot of their courses that have been recorded and Ooh. are uploaded to their Dropbox. Nice. So I've been listening to them to wor- when I drive to work. And, uh, of course, when I'm driving to work, I generally have my HF radio turned on, so I listen to CW a lot. That has helped a ton, by the right. way. That's been fantastic. Just for like that. learning a language. You just listen to it. Just immerse yes. yourself in it as much as you can. What's really funny is that we share a Google Calendar. We share our calendars with each other. Mm-hmm. And every day, there is an appointment that is you supposed to be practicing you shouldn't CW be looking at that that's not at nine you shouldn't be looking at that 
Because for a while I was doing that before I went to bed. I would yeah. set the laptop up and listen to it, but then things just got way too busy. Also, it's not a pleasant sound for me to listen to when I'm trying to go to bed. Mm. <laughs> so I do want to comment really quickly on the bug out bag thing. Yes. The pre-made bags that, that you see. So I'm sure there are good bags that exist, like that have been custom built mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But a, a lot of stuff. A bespoke bug out bag. A bespoke bug yes. out bag. An artisan, an artesian uh, bug out bag. But the ones that you see like it, you know, uh, uh, Sam's Club and stuff like that, right? Terrible. The, those are like really cheap products that they're cramming in the bag to raise the the profitability off of it. If we took the the stuff that I would put in my personal bag, there is no return on that. Like if we sold it. Further, it's like I don't really want to profit off of like saying you should go buy this stuff. Right. Like I have the Amazon store which has all that gear listed that I like, uh, which includes a lo- all the bug out stuff, basically. Yeah, and you don't want to tell people that they need something that they don't actually need. Right, and so that's that's the other. And, you know, go watch that video that I posted last week. This is a personal journey of what is mm-hmm. applicable to your situation, right. how far away you are from home, how cold it is, how hot it is, how much water you need. What you like to eat. What what level of license do you have? What kind of radios might you want to bring? All that stuff is a consideration that you should sit down and have the discussion with yourself on what's important. And Absolutely. then kit it out, kit out your bag the way you like it. Get a bag that you like, get get something that that works with you. I could make this prepackaged bag, but the concern I have to go along with that, you know, to, to tie this all in is that like I want you to be invested in it so much so that you put it together and stock it yourself. Because if I just sold you a bag, then you'd be like, well, if I need it, it's always there. How many people open those pre-purchase bags and actually try any of that stuff out, know how to use it? Not a lot of them. I think, again, it's like getting the Baofeng and putting it on the shelf. Well, I got it, so I needed it, I got it, and I don't have to practice with it. I don't have to learn anything. I only got to my opinions from using all this stuff. Right. Getting out there and and being active with it and testing it. And I love you, but your opinion is not the end all. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I mean, we're in Southern California, and there are just tons of repeaters. So using a handy talkie could be a great time for a long time. That's likely all you need in Southern California, to be honest with you, in, in most cases. Right. But if you're somewhere with no repeaters, then you're, you're yeah, going to have to... You're going to pack HF, you're going to have a yeah. big antenna, but you're you're trying to get home. That doesn't make sense to have this big antenna that you have to set up and then take down. Right? All that stuff yeah. is a consideration of, of how you approach this. Also, it's the people you're trying to contact. Right. You could have the the coolest little portable go kit for HF radio, but if your family's not listening on HF, then what good is it, right? And uh, though we're talking about this, I I don't think that Jonathan is serious about you selling a bug out bag. <laughs> no, but it's a, it, it's a good discussion because I want to remind people it's like you need to be personally invested in it. Like yes. it, it really should be. So this is why you haven't packed me a real bug out bag then. What are you talking? That- I put so many things <laughs> in that car. 
I've got like toolkits and so this like, whole time I've been talking recovery about recovery straps, buying and, a bag, oh and this whole time you've just been queuing me up to buy not a Birkin. Is it's going to be I'm a Birkin. A you know what the funny thing is? It's going to be a Birkin. And it's just going to be stuff with like road flares and, <laughs> and uh, dehydrated food and a small camp stove. It's like, well, you're going to be the fashionablest person in the uh, apocalypse. So I don't want to walk around with a Birkin in the exactly. apocalypse. Thank you. Yes, exactly. It should be a backpack. I have started looking at bags, though, for a bug out bag, one that I would like to carry. So. Okay. Yeah. Maybe more on that later. Maybe. Not today, but Not <laughs> another today. day. <laughs> Not today. Uh, thank you, Jonathan. The next email is uh, titled No Subject Again from Dallas. Good evening, my favorite podcast team. Dallas here again, the person, not the city, just to clarify. <laughs> the whole city of Dallas is sending this email. Got it. <laughs> Josh, thank you for your responses to my question. Basically, yes, I have a Pelican box with my radio and an SWR meter in it. I think I may have room for the battery, but not sure yet. That leads me to another question. What battery brand and type slash makeup do you recommend? Uh, for ham radio, the BioNO batteries are the most consistent type batteries. If you just want like an off sh- off the shelf battery that okay. you're going to deploy in, um, use for a myriad of purposes. They sell a three amp hour variety, which is packable. I don't know that it's packable in an Otter box though. Mm. So that is the 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 question. If you're trying to pack it down to do an Otter box, there are yeah, there there are um, lithium ion batteries like rc batteries that you can get um the only warning that goes along with those is have a charger that's appropriate to charge them if you go with the lifepo batteries the lithium iron phosphate those are going to be better in the long run for ham radio Mm. and they're also more resistant to explosion ah interesting good So Dallas continues, Leia, congratulations on becoming a new member of the hobby. Can't wait for you to start studying for the general. Well, you're going to have to wait one more week. Anyway, short email for tonight. Have a great week and looking forward to the newest episode from my favorite podcasting duo. Thank you, Dallas. 73 to you both, or should I say 88, JK? Dallas K E zero W J U. I'm just gonna start doing that Thank with you, like Dallas. people I start making contacts with on Morse code. Just no 73s, just 88s. Yes, hugs and kisses <laughs> for everybody. So affectionate that K I six N A Z. This guy, this guy is a monster. <laughs> The next email is titled, Thank you for the great podcasts. This is from Rob. Hello, Leah and Josh. Thank you for putting so much of your heart and soul into these podcasts. You care and we appreciate it. I have a question. Are there some kinds of wires that make better antennas than others? All the best, Rob in Corpus Christi, Texas. KI5GFL. Yes. Um, generally, the gauge of the wire is going to be the appreciable thing based off of the power that you're putting out. So if you are if you want to do like 100 watts, an 18-gauge wire, I think it's like 18-gauge or 16-gauge is, is more than enough to cover that power output. But then also of consideration is the jacket, the, the insulation that's on the wire. 
there are a myriad of different coatings that that are put onto wires. Some of them seem to do better in the outdoors, particularly if you have to like go up and over a tree and how easy it is to recover the wire off that tree. Um, there's a, it's like a sill coat or something like that. Like whenever, whenever it's like a sill, anything, I think like a silicon, silicone type coating or whatever, uh, that seems to be pretty good. It's available on Amazon. I think I have it linked on my Amazon store and you can go, they have a ton of different options for gauges. And that is what I generally recommend is to use that for, you know, whatever you're trying to do. Okay. Hope that helps, Rob. The next email is uh, from Noah, and it says, G-E-G-M, Leia, and Josh. Oh, gee golly. Thanks again for the shout out on the podcast last week. It's really such a sweet thing you do to connect with your audience and make us feel all a little bit less disconnected in these times. To feel like we are at the party with everyone. Yes. That's we are great. all that's, in an email party. That's, that's <laughs> where we are right now. More importantly, congratulations on getting your ticket, Leia. KN6NWZ. Maybe one day I'll be able to make contact with you and KI6NAZ from here in Vermont, though I'm currently approaching HF by learning CW through the Long Island CW Club. Right on. And using a mountain topper. What oh, can I cool. say? I'm a former Catholic who really likes to make things difficult for himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a self-punishing Catholic. So In let's any- get started with that QRP. <laughs> QRP is for heroes. That's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> In any case, cheers this heady topper tonight to you both. To Leia for your accomplishment and to Josh for guiding and being a convey a conveyancer of ham formation. Ooh, ooh. That's a title. There you go. <laughs> this is probably a silly shirt idea and may not be uh, uh, with up with y'all aesthetic. But I was watching The Wire last night and got the idea of an HRCC t-shirt that uses the title font and below it an outline slash shadow profile of a mast with an N-fed and QRP operator next to it, one hand to a key and the other hand to an ear. That's my 1 a.m. idea. It's something, but it may not be anything. <laughs> Leah, have you ever seen The Wire? I haven't. You have not. No, but I hear it's really good, yeah, and we, I've been we told watch it. repeatedly that I should watch and it. And we got we got Hobo Max, so we, Hobo can, Max. we can watch it, <laughs> as Edison calls it. <laughs> they have Studio Ghibli on HBO Max. I don't know what that is. It's a very fanciful uh, animated series of movies. Okay. Uh, 73 from Noah. Thank you so much, Noah, for the suggestion. And it sounds like I'm going to have to watch The Wire before I... Well, you don't know what the font is. Yeah, it's true. That's true. (laughs) And thank you for the congratulations. That's very nice. This is the last email. Oh, my goodness. Congrats. Congrats. That's right. This is from Nathan. Hello, Leah and Josh. I first want to congratulate Leah for passing your tech exam. Whoop, whoop. 
right after <laughs> I, got, okay. I got my tech license, I looked into a vanity call sign. Some people caution that can be a difficult process of selecting a vanity call sign, but I found it very easy to do so using a few web resources. One site is called ae7g.com mm-hmm. that has tracking on new call signs, whether they're available or when they will be available. That seems like a really depressing projection. Yeah. In fact, I've got one I'm looking at right now, so I've got to go back and check it out. You can even see what your fellow hams have as a list of requested call signs on their application and the likelihood of approval. It is amazing how many longtime operators apply for call signs used by others or just in the wrong format. It makes me want to contact them and help them out. I did some research for you and some possible available call signs that are that are available now are N6 HRC W6 LEA WL6 EAH and KL6 EAH to name a few. Sorry, but I see on the site that some dude that gets unsigned handwritten troll mail is holding on to KI6 NAC. <laughs> Just a thought. Unsolicited troll mail. <laughs> unsigned, Very... unsigned handwritten troll mail. What? Whoa. Is that, Nathan, did you send this? <laughs> I don't think so, because that, I think that was an older letter that I got. But literally. When did he send that? We are still recording the podcast. When did he send the email? On the 18th, which is today. Yeah. Or yesterday. Yeah, so I posted it on my Instagram. You didn't see oh, it. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. I'm apparently not paying enough attention to your Instagram. <laughs> you did not see it. That's why I was like... Just a thought. I was like, I'm walking in here. I don't know if she knows what this is going to be. That's a good little uh, candid response from you, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just to help you make sure that your podcast is that much longer, I would like to tell you about a shirt idea that I just had. It uses the idea of back to the future when they say roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Instead, perhaps the idea of field day or portable operations saying where we're going, we don't need commercial power, maybe with a generator, a solar panel and a battery, or someone hooking leads up to the hood of a car to power from the car battery. You get the idea. Sorry if somehow this is an idea someone already had. <laughs> no, I think it's pretty unique to you, That's Nathan. pretty unique. Yeah, well done. I appreciate you both for all you do in your busy schedules. Your fellow ham to now both of you. K1MAZ, Nathan in Bennington, Vermont. Thank you, Nathan. That's awesome. Thank That's you, great. Nathan. That's cool. Yeah. All righty. Well, that was the last email, Leah. You yeah, got through them I all. I'm very impressed. It. I'm very impressed, actually, now that, that we're we're on the, the back end of so many e- like podcasts that have gone the yes. distance, uh-huh. that you can just talk through all that. Like, when I do the live stream, sometimes yes. when I finish them, I'm like, oh, my you know, my throat is a little dry. Sure. I mean, you hear me cough sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm very impressed by your ability to just keep Thank talking you. through all that, which is, you know, we don't... You know, in most situations, we're not just, like, talking like this all sure, the time. Sure. I mean, you don't. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I do am, now. Yeah, I, I do now. I talking at children all the time. <laughs> all the time. That's true. That's true. Well, what are we drinking today, Leah? Because it's a celebration... 
Yeah, I got my COVID vaccine today. Yeah, and you're, you've been lifting your arm up. You're like, it oh, it's hurts. so sore. So I uh, I got the Moderna vaccine. Oh. Because I don't think you can get Pfizer at mass vaccination sites anymore. Because Pfizer is the one that requires the... Refrigeration. Well, they both do. But Pfizer is the one that has the like very freezing... Uh, below normal freezing temperature. So it's really at hospitals that they have it. Well, uh, Josh was joining me to see if he could get uh, leftover doses, which didn't pan out. Mm -hmm. So then he instead picked up a bottle of Corbell California champagne, Mm -hmm. uh, which is fine, but not my favorite. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but totally fine. Which and, is which is yeah. funny because it's like a fifteen bottle. Of sh- it's a fifteen dollar bottle of champagne. I mean, there's better fifteen dollar bottles. Like what? What's like a Gloria Ferrer? Yeah, yeah. That's that's also or, or a prosecco. I mean, there's plenty oh, yeah, of true. really great proseccos. That yeah, are proseccos don't get enough love. Yeah, Gloria Ferrer is, I believe, a Sonoma County. Yeah, uh, you disliked this so much you started drinking Guinness instead. So that's... no, it's not that I disliked it. I just didn't want to drink all of it during the email segment because i'm sitting here for a lot of it and i'm like well i'm just gonna drink i guess yeah you're quite a few bottles in actually so i am drinking guinness so that's what i i dipped into i drink guinness a couple of times a year sure definitely always for saint patrick's day i have fun fact guinness is actually a very low calorie beer it is yeah well consider you know considerable of full calorie beers it's on the lower side that's for sure so okay so we're skipping test questions this week because we are congratulations you earned it again you earned it such a break did you want to say something or were you holding you you said let's skip it and you were gonna do something yeah i was gonna talk about uh my testing experience and what i've done since okay so i woke up the morning of the test we're going that far the moment that you woke up because here's the thing leading up to the test i was passing every test no Mm -hmm. issue right and i had easily done over 15 tests passing every every time Mm -hmm. and the morning of the test i failed one oh i i think i got a 22 and oh, that's really I, bad. I psyched myself out hard. And I think it was because it was the first thing I did that morning. Right, right, right. So Kids I wasn't are even. Screaming, no, no, to everybody feed them. was asleep. Oh, you got up early. Yeah. Oh, man. Pre test jitters. I was, I was so nervous. Really? Yeah. I, was, I can't imagine you being nervous for a test. I don't know why that is. Well, but. because I, I never scored. 35 out of 35 on any of the practice exams. You don't need The highest to. I got. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's no, you don't but get extra credit an, for but an A+. Plus. It's a, a terrible grade. Oh, my god! In, in my mind, not getting 100 is basically oh, failing. I, I did not. not I've never lived in that world. is basically failing, right? Okay. So, and I knew, I, I knew already that. I was not going to get a perfect score, okay. but I could not shake the fear that anything below that, it's just, it was going to be too close to the edge. <laughs> okay. Know? Okay. 
And I did. And so getting the 22 really psyched me out. And I just kept studying leading up. I, just, I was just cramming. I was looking at the things that I was weak in. And, and this is uh, like hamstudy.org yes. is what you're using. Okay. And when I logged into the test, and I, I'm not going to recap what I wrote on the blog. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can all read it and decide for yourself if you want to test online. But when I was taking the test, there were literally at least two questions I didn't know. Okay. And I realized also that I didn't follow up with the uh, formulas mm-hmm. for voltage and things like that yeah. well enough. And, I, and so I barely remembered them. And I, I, I don't even know if I answered them right, honestly, because at the end, when you get your test answers, it tells you which ones you got wrong, what the right letter answers are but i didn't see what the questions were to go back they didn't and, give you the code the 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 number code for which section oh, maybe the number maybe yeah I, so I think, you, you could go back and look at that if they right. gave you that well maybe in the future we'll kind of go through the areas that even after studying i was still weak in i, I i'm i'm so very different from that because it's like oh you told me i'm pass oh i don't care what i got wrong <laughs> like i'm just what? out the door like i don't know i just that's not how i roll sure okay i ain't got time for that do not talk to our children about this thank you I very ain't got much time for that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh then yeah i i get my call sign right uh, all of the things happen you can read the blog post and i've decided that i'm going to spend my first couple of weeks mm-hmm. only using a Baofeng UV5R mm-hmm. to see what the experience of somebody who doesn't live with a ham radio hoarder is like when they right. first get their right. <laughs> license. And, and so literally Leia said, Josh, give me a radio. And she said, I want a Baofeng. And yep. I'm like, Okay. I'll probably just work my way through handy talkies for a while as I'm okay. studying for sure. the general. Sure. And so I handed her, and you don't know this, but that radio that I gave you is the first Baofeng I bought. Wow. Back in 2015. Let me give it to my mom and have her take it through security and have security make her throw it away. Don't That's- <laughs> do that. Please don't do that. Uh, not that I have like a... The, the pocket knife that was lost, I had way more attachment to that yes. <laughs> uh, than the Baofeng that we're talking about. It, it, One of the most meaningful gifts Josh ever gave my mom was the Swiss Army knife. My Boy Scout knife. Yes. Yeah. And she forgot it was on her keychain when she went through security at an airport. Yeah. And that's a big, that's a full size Swiss Army knife, too. To have that on your keychain, that's like, that's pretty yes. big. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty big. My mom has a lot of things on her keys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then she just felt so terrible about it after. She- it happens. It happens. I can't get tore up about that. And she can't give you one in replacement, actually, because it's a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is bad luck. So I just got bad luck by giving her a knife? It's it's bad for your relationship, and obviously the face. Yeah, she now I hate her. No, yeah. of course I don't. Of course I don't. I'm kidding. Your mom is one of my favorites. Uh, okay, but all right. So, 
uh, the show topic today actually is is very in line with all of this, right? Because I was sitting there looking at you, and you had the the my Baofeng. Yes. Now my Baofeng. No. Oh. <laughs> Not so fast. I was told that what's yours is mine. Not so fast. Part of the problem was is that my Baofeng has the programming on it that I like. And I was spending a lot of time explaining to you what logic went into my programming instead of you just experiencing. I was, it's okay because I wasn't even listening. So <laughs> perfect. But we can do better than that. So, but wait, I want, I have something else I want to talk about. Okay. Go ahead. It's, um, oh, why are you picking something up next to you? I didn't nothing. even know. I, I, don't, know there. I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now. It's fine. Keep, keep talking. So, a lot of people talk about this, mm-hmm. but I was really nervous to speak for the first time. Oh, uh, sure. On, like the mic fright, I guess, which yeah. is weird because I've operated with you before on the on the ICOM seventy three hundred. Yeah, but you were like using my call sign, and I was yeah. like there telling you kind of what to say. Right. So apparently, you need to know your call sign phonetically. Phonetically. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so my call sign is. Kappa. <laughs> November. Uh, Nevada. Nevada. You were stuck on Nevada for a while. And then was it Walmart? Yeah, it was Kappa, Nevada, Six, uh, Nevada, Walmart, <laughs> Zulu. <laughs> like, that's not right. That's, <laughs> I'd be better off if it, was, if it was the Greek alphabet, I think. <laughs> It's not going to work. But it is, in fact, not Kappa. No. <laughs> Kentucky. No. Kilo. <laughs> Kilo. November 6th. Uh-huh. November whiskey. Whiskey. Zulu. Whiskey is easy to remember. Yeah. That's the easiest one. <laughs> Zulu. Zulu is also really easy to remember because there's very little other Z words that you would use. And I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, do I need to set my iPhone, my, my Apple Watch timer to 10 minutes so that I can remember yeah, so to I, issue I, my call sign? I did I did remind her, it's like, you know, you start your conversation with your call sign. Generally, you know, there's a little exchange that happens in the beginning, you give your call sign. And then it's, you know, I try, I always try to be way early of the, the 10 minute mark. I just drop okay. it. Yes. But it's easy to forget. Like if you're going back and forth with a lot of people if you're on a repeater and you're just chatting it's really easy to forget that 10 minute mark and again the 10 minute mark is every 10 minutes you give your call sign or when you wrap up the conversation okay you give your call sign okay that's the that's the the rule so i i just try and drop it more often than that and you know people forget and it happens it's it's not that big a deal so I I am extremely lucky in that I was able to have Josh there when sure. I'm trying to uh, scan for repeaters and talk on those repeaters. Mm-hmm. And that helped the mic fright a bit. Mm-hmm. But I was still really nervous. <laughs> yeah. And... And then Josh had said, oh, well, 
I think I know that repeater. Go ahead and tell them you're my wife. Yeah. Because <laughs> and, and in the beginning, you, you kind of miffed the call sign thing a little bit. Yeah. Like, they were like, are you... Because they, they tried to search you... QRZ took two days. Yeah, let, let's just be honest with what people do. They absolutely look up your call sign right. on QRZ. That is what people And use. they immediately knew I was in Newham. And they were like... Either, either I was in Newham or I or made up my call sign. Or just straight bootleg in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I, I basically said, oh, yeah, I'm KI6NAZ's wife. And they were like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I got text messages after that, too. Did you yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I listened in on a net, and I actually, I really do want to join a net, but I think what makes me really nervous is all of the protocols and etiquette. Sure. You know, so the first net, again, the radio is programmed the way I like it, right, right, for using it. And I told you, I'm like, well, just scan around for a while. Just run it mm-hmm. in scan mode. Which and I did. You, you scanned and you found a net. And the the net operators wanted your call sign phonetically twice. (laughs) And I'm like, "Ah, well, maybe you just listen for a while. (laughs) And that's fine. Just listen until you feel like you're ready, you're comfortable with it. Humans are really good at mimicry. That's really what this is, is it's a form of mimicry. You hop on a net that's different from other nets, and they like the exchange to be a certain way. The best thing you can do is just listen. Right. It's not that important that you check in that night. Um, if you come back next week or whenever and you check in, that that's fine. The, the best thing you can do is just kind of understand the, the back and forth that happens mm-hmm. with net control. That's honestly more important than anything because you want it to be snappy. Right. You don't want to be the person that like hops in and be like, uh, what's this net for? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, I'm Josh. How are you doing? You know, it's like trying to have a conversation in the middle of the net. Right, right. And they're trying to like quickly get people signed in so they can keep rolling. Right. And I do feel there's a little bit more pressure for me because I don't want to embarrass you. Do you you know what I mean? I don't care. I know you don't care, but I care. Yeah, but it's 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 not like that. It's really not. And then. I'm also somebody who obviously likes to do things the hard way because one of the first things you told me to do, you handed me a Baofeng mm-hmm. and you told me to download Chirp. <laughs> so that was a fun, that was a fun uh, last night, right? Yeah. And the Baofeng that he handed me was stock antenna Baofeng. Yeah. Okay? It was just a straight Didn't up Baofeng. Didn't even have an abri- I don't know why that matters. You were just trying to program it. Or anything. Just... Just so that I would have a better, you know, receive experience. And then you said that I would do less damage that way with the stock antenna because I was a no-code technician with the Valve. <laughs> what the heck? That was my joke. That was my joke. I was like, I am a no-code technician with the Valve. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> Exactly me. <laughs> and then uh, I I decided I was going to try to program it. Yes. But I was going to try to program it Manly. without without any help 
from a website or anything. A manual. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a thing that happened. And then I was like, I'm not getting anywhere with this. Mm-hmm. So then I went to the website that lists all the repeaters. More frustrating, by the way. Right. Because you don't know which ones are active. You don't know which ones to right. program. I'm just manually entering in all of these uh, repeaters from cities that are uh, I know are close by. Mm-hmm. And... That's not resulting in anything. And finally, I want to say 20 minutes later, I decided, okay, I will I will download Chirp. <laughs> because it's often easier to just load a bunch of repeaters, yep. hit scan, and then let it scan all day. Okay. And then when it stops, you write down the channel number and you're like, okay, that, that repeater has activity. Yeah. And then you just start culling the herd. Okay. Because where we live, there are more repeaters than there are channels on your radio. Wow. There are so many repeaters in Southern California. Yes. So you just program up a bunch of them, start scanning through it, start cutting ones out that you never hear anything on or that aren't close. Like start going, you know, far away and then bring in right. the cord nucleus of, of repeaters in. That's that's generally what I. So recommend. maybe next week I will talk about how I programmed my radio on Chirp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So with that said, all right. And with that said, the the show topic of today is giving you your own Baofeng. Wow, where did so, you get these? I thought these were all out of stock. So that is a straight up from Amazon Baofeng out of the box Baofeng UV five R. Leia has never unboxed a Baofeng. So wow. This is, she's walking into the Baofeng for the first time. She's experiencing the Baofeng. She's looking at the manual. Yeah, this is, they really don't care about aesthetics. And this, <laughs> this is. No. Yep, this is. Who can I send this to to custom this? <laughs> well, you can paint it. We can do whatever. Well, go ahead. Put. Go ahead. I want you to take the radio out of the, the plastic and okay. get all this great plasticky crinkling noises. This is perfect. So she's got the battery out. All right. Okay. And how, how much charge does it come with normally? I don't know. You can find out. You know All how right. to turn them on now, at least. Okay. And again, n- no special antenna is where we're at today. We're oh, gonna, I've got plenty of antennas. We've got stock antennas. I've got plenty of antennas. Okay. Okay. So you've got your stock Baofeng antenna. All right. Ooh, look at all this charger stuff. I'm never going to keep it charged. <laughs> Knowing you with every other electronic. Oh, so you nailed it. You nailed the Baofeng why battery would, connect. Why would it be hard to insert I don't know. the Just, radio into? I don't know. Look, now I also have the antenna on. Yeah, you have the antenna on. Okay. And then so I So the only I'll do person the... that tightened up the show is me at this point because it's like, this is, you're, you're blown right through this. What do you mean? This setup. I'm not, I'm not tightening up the show. I've got. So the, the, there's clip, headphones. The clip that you pulled out is there's two screws on the back, and that oh, screws I'm in not, in the back of I'm the body. I'm not going to screw anything. No, you don't have to worry I'm about not, that right I'm now. I'm not doing that. And then it's got a charger base, mm-hmm. which is great for me because I like that. And then it's got a little um, leash. Mm-hmm. And is that the right term for it? A leash. A tether or a leash, sure. A wristlet. A wristlet. That is not accurate. <laughs> that is not acceptable. <laughs> A lanyard is what they're often. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. A lanyard. A wristlet, though. I'm. <laughs> Do you not wear it on your wrist? Uh, no, I don't use the lanyards generally. Oh well, I'm I'm putting mine on. Okay, so yeah, 
Now you've got a bracelet. Yeah, hold it up to the mic when you turn it on. Okay. Frequency mode. Oh, that's everybody knows that. (laughs) Everybody knows that sound, whether they admit it or not. Okay, so I'm going to leave the plastic on because that's what I've been taught my whole life. And this is almost at full charge. So it's got three bars on it. And it comes out of the box at uh, 155.5. And because this is, this is dual band, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And the other one is 438.5. And this button—that's okay. That's a, that's a frequency. Yeah. Um. So these buttons are actually a little different from the uh, Baofeng I was using before. Correct, but the buttons are the same. They function the same. They're oh, they're colored just the labeled same. differently. No, they're they're they should be labeled the same, and they're colored the same. The shape okay. is different. So one of the things I realized would make me much less nervous as a first-time ham mm-hmm. is if. I just programmed only the repeaters yes. that were within my um, within my technician's band plan. Right. Uh, and then I wouldn't be worried, because at first I was worried about the transmitting frequencies. Yes. And so I think if the way that I start is by programming just the repeaters, that I know that, Every time I'm using it, I'm in a safe territory. Well, that that's not a, really a problem when you use Chirp and you use Repeater Book or whatever. Okay. It's only going to load 2 meter and 70 centimeter repeaters that are for gotcha. ham radio. And so I'm going to dock this right now. That nope, doesn't, that's not docked. You don't have that docked, That's right? not docked at all. Nope. There's some I've lines in the back. Ooh. You got it. So they slot okay. in. So she has cool. her. So there you go. Thank you so much, honey. Yeah, you're welcome. This That's... is a, uh, a the journey to get here. You are now licensed, which is fantastic. I'm very proud. And now you have your very own Balfang. Ah, me being a no code tech. <laughs> That's right. We got to keep you keep that stock antenna on there until you know better. <laughs> well, thank you. This is this has been a fun episode. Yeah, this has been great. So we're gonna wrap it up here. I don't know how much tighter we got it. I don't think we got it tighter. No, not at all. Three and a half hours. Oh, no. I think. Close to. All right, well. We'll wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you're not already, make sure to subscribe to the Hammer New Crash Course on YouTube. I do live stream every Saturday at 5 p.m. And by the time you're listening to this, because that's kind of how podcasts work, the episode this week is going to be on laptops for ham radio oh man oh man (laughs) all right well thanks so much for listening again until we talk to you 73 88